Welcome everyone to episode 5 of Retroactivity, a roundtable retrospective on different series of games. Today we're going to be discussing the uh, wonderful world of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and, uh, and yes, I know Kingdom Hearts is a very complicated subject, but... Uh, that long pause. <laughs> oh yeah, but we will get to that. First, I want to welcome yet again, Ben McClary to the podcast. Hi, Ben. Hi. How you it's doing your today? weekly space filler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here when you've run out of people. Uh, <laughs> I got you, boo. <laughs> Jack of all games, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the master of anything I know of. <clears throat> and, uh, and joining Ben and myself today, we have Fire Lord Brooke. Hello, Hello. Brooke. Hello, everyone. It's me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's okay. That's the theme of today's it podcast. Is. I can't wait. And you know what the best part is? Uh, hmm. I did about, what, 10 minutes of research ahead of time? Uh, ben did, what, probably about an hour of research ahead of time? Why did we show you guys? An hour today. But, Brooke... Brooke has outdone herself. Uh -huh. Look at this. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get my fucking book. Hold on. All uh, right. Look at this shit. <laughs> I am researched. <laughs> I got this. This is even, this is only the first two games. <laughs> and you know what the best part I'm of trying. that is? None <laughs> of the people that are going to like listen to this on like podcast websites are going to see that. So the no. biggest possible middle finger to them, right? <laughs> you guys are <laughs> For our audio listeners, just imagine uh, a mixture of the text, all the text in the Bible, and a mural spread across, across a wall in a church, but it's all Kingdom Hearts, and it's in Brooke's handwriting. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> pretty fair. That was. I have written the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, she is. You know what? You could write it better than the actual writer. Honestly, I'm I would simplify it. Yeah. In that. <laughs> It'll be in Brook language. Everything will just be simple. <laughs> hearts, hearts, darkness, hearts, light, heart. heart, light, heart. Yeah. This is evil, bald, evil dude. <laughs> don't, don't listen to that. So there's Xehanort, and there's young Xehanort, and yeah. there's Terranort, and there's mm -hmm. Zigbar, who's kind of oh, Xehanort, yeah. but not Xehanort, and there's. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then there's... Oh. Breathe, Ben. We'll get, get there. there. You have to pace we'll yourself. There. Or you're going to explode. <laughs> like, honestly, the, this, the entire series can be summed up by Disney, also Final Fantasy, and Xehanort. And friendship. And <laughs> yeah, darkness. Friendship and light darkness. and hearts. Got a memorized chat? I have so many regrets right now. Oh, this was great. Why this did we put Kingdom great. Hearts as the fifth episode? What was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> what were you thinking? You did an episode on Dark Souls. Yeah, okay, look, I, Dark Souls was a self-contained nightmare, okay? It wasn't even supposed to be that complicated. But then what? things got out of hand, okay? It was not my fault. Hard X to doubt on that one, my friend. Okay, look, look. We'll talk about this later, Ben. <laughs> we need to focus. 
focus on the right we're gonna focus kingdom on hearts. kingdom hearts and speaking of focusing there's something i'd like to start out with and it's what i always like to start out with these podcasts which is mm-hmm. oddly enough which game in the series is our favorite Earth by sleep so yeah so we'll start with you brooke with no yeah. context no extra detail because we'll get there birth by sleep huh birth by sleep is really good so like no context like no story or anything not yet like, we'll get there okay um hmm i i just really like aqua honestly she's like one of the most relatable characters i feel and i feel like the gameplay is just really good and hot yeah (laughs) aqua is kingdom heart waifu (laughs) yep so ben what about you uh, it's clearly going to be Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Pro- Prologue Remix. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Featuring no, Z. Two. 0.2 yeah. Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Yeah, I know. No. Kingdom Hearts 2. I love Kingdom Hearts 2. That's probably my favorite. That's a, that's a good one. I... I gotta say Birth mm. by Sleep, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a feeling. Yeah, it's... There's something about it. And I'm thinking maybe when we get there and it's we start aqua. to dissect it. It'll, yeah, it's probably Aqua. Uh, <laughs> but I'm thinking when we get there and we finally get around to dissecting it, it, it might be a little more, yeah, you know, obvious as to, to why we end up liking it more than the other ones. But uh, but yeah, so Kingdom Hearts is quite a mess. Uh, I'm sure most of you know, <laughs> even if you haven't played the games yourself, uh, most of you know that uh, Kingdom Hearts is notorious for having a very convoluted plot. And if we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the plot, we would be here until next week. Yeah. So, Seriously, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so ridiculously complex for no good reason either. No, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I know because it's oof. well, I have a theory about that, but we'll get to that. Mm. So <laughs> the thing about Kingdom Hearts is, of course, the plot is one of the major things to it, and it's. It's so well known at this point for being so convoluted. It's almost a selling point for the series that it's convoluted. But mm-hmm. the, the plot, while we're definitely going to discuss plot points, the plot isn't what I want to focus on. It's the games themselves and how they are as an interactive media rather than just a story to be told. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, we're going to start not with the first one in the uh, <clears throat> timeline, timeline, but the first game that was released, and that's Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. yeah, and that's just that you think that oh the first game is the first one that's cool that is i promise you that's as simple as it gets it's only yeah. <laughs> downhill from here because kingdom hearts 2 is not the second game don't worry we'll get there not only that but not only is kingdom hearts the first game and that's as simple as it gets but kingdom hearts 1 is already complicated and makes no sense so you know we're off to a good start mm-hmm. yeah so to start with Kingdom Hearts 1, before we like dive into the plot and the characters and the worlds and all that stuff, uh, I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts 1 as a proof of concept because mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts at its core is very weird. Uh, it's it's a Squeenix game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with Disney. Yeah. Like Already, that just sounds weird. I mean, how do you put Tarzan in a Final Fantasy game? You don't. But they did it anyway, and somehow we have Kingdom Hearts with a bazillion games making a bazillion dollars, and it had to start somewhere, and that somewhere is Kingdom Hearts 1. So as a proof of concept, as a, a declaration that, hey, somehow this amalgamation is going to work, what do you guys think? Do you think that Kingdom Hearts 1 did a good job setting up uh, an interesting way to blend together these 
beloved Disney characters with a JRPG series? Or do you think that it would take until later games to really hit that stride? Hmm. So. That I think that Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, was a very, very good... In fact, was probably the perfect proof of concept for what the series would be. Um, I don't think it's the best iteration of said concept. I think that would fall in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, but agreed. I think in terms of setting up what at least like gameplay and structurally the game would be and the idea of hey you're this weird goofy final fantasy character kind of but you also have disney worlds that you explore um that kind of idea of how the game is structured um kingdom hearts one sets up perfectly why they decided to do it i don't <laughs> know i don't know who sat in the board meeting and was like so you know how Final Fantasy is doing really well. What if we put it with Disney? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the two series that you just think they go together like fucking milky cookies. I guess. <laughs> you know, I seem to remember there being a story about uh, the the concept being pitched in an elevator. What really? Something really? like that. Like I don't know if it's true, but like. Uh, one of the dudes was wanted to like pitch it and caught one of the like higher ups in an elevator and pitched it to him in an elevator. And that's what made the series happen. Wow. And I'm getting several confirmations in chat. So it would appear that that's true. It's true. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I mean, it's such insane. a out there idea. So I guess I would believe that. Yeah. So insane from the very beginning. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> you know what I like? Hmm. I like how I was just looking it up and I was looking at it and it says the initial idea and this did not come from where I thought it was going to come from, but it says, hey, the initial idea for Kingdom Hearts began when Shinji Hashimoto and uh, Hironobu Sakurichi were talking about Super Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. Uh, how do you go from Super Mario 64 to Final Fantasy with Disney? <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> it's like Nintendo probably won't say yes, but Walt Disney probably <laughs> no, so. will be it fine like with it. The idea was they were trying to get a 3D movement game. Mm. Um, and they lamented the only character as popular as Disney could rival a Mario game. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just did that? <laughs> <laughs> and then they did, apparently. And then and they, they did. did. And then they made Jacob very mad by calling. Don't Ford. you dare! <laughs> you whore! I was waiting for it. It's relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. I'm allowed to talk about it. Yes, yes. That's, that's a very important thing about what we're going to be talking about because it's about melding the idea of having this JRPG Kingdom Hearts uh, world be a mixture of Final Fantasy and Disney, and that's one of the important parts about it, the weird, funky changes that they made to Final Fantasy content to shove it in mm -hmm. into this world, which Leon slash Squall is one of those things. And in fact, <laughs> he's isn't he like... He's one of the first Final Fantasy characters you meet. Yep. Mm -hmm. If not... No, I think he's the first, because yep. when you first get to Traverstown, it, that's where the fight happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And do you know why they picked Squall for that? 
Because no one would know who he was anyway. Exactly. They knew that they could push him off as though he was an original character, even though he came from Final no. Fantasy VIII because nobody fucking played it. <laughs> I Holy shit. Now, of course, that's not counting the characters in the tutorial because you do start on the island with several Final Fantasy characters, one of which is from eight. Unfortunately, it's the worst character from eight. <sighs> Squall's not in that early. <laughs> but like in the proper game itself like when you actually get to the not tutorial bullshit that's boring in my opinion uh yeah you you do meet some other final fantasy characters that are more known but yeah yeah i i am still salty about leon all these years later because it's dumb and i hate it <laughs> And people are like, oh, Final Fantasy VIII, is that the game with Leon? That <laughs> is a Jacob's that is a bannable dying. offense in my channel. <laughs> See, I thought it was really interesting because um, when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, I'd never really played the Final Fantasy uh, series before. So mm -hmm. when I played it, it was kind of interesting to, you know, know, get to know those characters as well in yeah. another game. So um, I, that's why I was interested because I wanted to explore like, you know, the Disney worlds and meet the, you know, Final Fantasy characters and stuff like that. So it was like a whole different like environment for me, which was really fun. So, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting for me because I was aware of the Final Fantasy series um, and I had played little bits of some of the games, but I didn't make the connection when I played kingdom hearts one at first between final fantasy and like them being the same thing because i wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily familiar with all the characters that are in kingdom hearts from final fantasy um it wasn't until later i had already played all, quite a bit of kingdom hearts one and someone showed me um i think it was actually i think it was eight i think it was something from eight and i was like that's I'm sure that that guy's in Kingdom Hearts. And he's like, yeah, it's because it's Final Fantasy guys in Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> hey, isn't that Leon? <laughs> isn't that Leon from Kingdom Hearts? Welcome to Retroactivity oh. Episode 5, where everybody just taunts me about Squall and Leon and I that mean, bullshit for three podcast. hours. That's yep. Yeah, it is. Why do we need anything else? <sighs> Remember that bit? You know, fun fact, did you know you can actually win the fight with Squall at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1? Thank you for calling you me Squall. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, if you um, <laughs> if you are <laughs> lucky enough and if you're skilled enough, you can win that fight and it makes no difference. Wow, <laughs> like no extra dialogue or anything? What happens is, well, there is. There's a difference in what happens is if you win, he gets kind of knocked down and winded a bit and Sora passes out anyway because he gets tired from fighting. <laughs> <laughs> he gets tired from fighting and Sora's like, oh, I'm so tired. And he passes out and he passes out from the fight anyway. And the scene continues as normal. And the only dialogue bit that's different is when the other characters appear, they make a comment like, whoa, he really had you on the ropes instead. And that's the only thing that's different. And you pass out anyway. <laughs> struggle for nothing. <laughs> it's so stupid and I love it. It, isn't that Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell? You just struggle yeah. and struggle for nothing. Cause, I mean, <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we get to talk about some of the fights in uh, in Birth by Sleep. That brings yeah. so much. <laughs> so uh, it's all coming back. <laughs> so speaking of fighting, uh, so Kingdom Hearts one. Well, I mean, the, different games have different things to them but roughly speaking the combat uh throughout the series 
of the good games is it's pretty <laughs> similar. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about not great games in a minute, uh, but it's pretty similar. So the basic combat of the game is it almost acts like a mix of your menu based, uh, turn based RPG stuff with active movement. And that's. That's weird, mm-hmm. especially for the time like that is super, super weird. But yeah, that was kind of like a new concept, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't really something that had time. been done. Yeah, it was. It was very mm-hmm. unique. It was See, like so there was weird. Like hack and slash games, but mm-hmm. there's nothing like this. Yeah, they like, tried to blend them, yeah. JRPGs with hack and slash games, and mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think they did it surprisingly well, especially for the time. Oh, mm-hmm. especially it was really yeah. fun. Honestly, going going back to it, it seems a little clunky, but at the time, mm-hmm. like that, that shit was. Well, there's a reason the first game was so popular. Yeah. Um, it was new, it was fresh, and it was something that people hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it would lead to a lot of improvements and a lot of interesting changes in the way that the game is played. Uh, a lot of that is going to be Birth by Sleep, because Birth by Sleep does some interesting things with the combat. Uh, what? What'd you go against Chain of Memories, bro? Uh, <laughs> we'll get there, asshat. <laughs> But the combat at its core, while it was definitely new and interesting and surprisingly effective, uh, it was, compared to the rest of the series at least, pretty basic. So just thinking about the basic combat and ignoring everything that would come in the future, how how well do you think they implemented the combat in this game uh, just as a new idea? Mm, I think, like, considering it was the first game, like, they definitely did some innovative things, I feel. And, uh, like, what we were just discussing, how it's a mix of, you know, hack and slash and turn-based. So it kind of appeals to different audiences as well. Um, I think they did a really good job. I don't think it's it's aged well, but mm. I, I think the play style was fun, for sure, when I played it. Um, I will say the AI sucks. <laughs> you don't heal you at all. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, the, the AI is, is not great. It is yeah. it is famously bad. Uh, yeah, if there's anything that has as well as much as the combat hasn't aged, if the combat hasn't aged well and the system hasn't aged well just because it's an older game, the AI has aged horribly. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the computer AI definitely leaves something to be desired. Um However, I feel like, in retrospect, not it doesn't make up for it, but you, I feel like I'm a little more lenient with it because of how well they did for the time with the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it sucks and it's frustrating, but there's like that moment of, ah! and then, oh, it's okay, it was the first time. <laughs> I'll let them off. <laughs> and when it happens in Kingdom Hearts 2, you're like, there's no excuse! <laughs> <laughs> You had time. <laughs> you had time to fix this. I demand a cleaner combat. Just like Bob had time to heal me, and he did. <laughs> Get your shit together. Yeah, so that actually leads into something I wanted to, uh, I-, I guess, brainstorm a little bit. The okay. two main party members that you get that persist <laughs> across the game, uh, across the games... And Sora, Donald, Goofy. Yeah, Sora. What? Okay, yeah, cool. New character. That's fine. It makes sense. Whatever. 
Donald and <laughs> Goofy. Of all the characters you could pick I to be the exactly mainstay of the it. series as a party member, why Donald and Goofy? I know, and I don't, well, this is speculation, but if I had to guess, because the three oldest and arguably the three most famous Disney characters of all time are Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy. Because the Mickey Mouse they clearly had plans for, uh, because King Mickey and his mysterious fucking, I'm gonna disappear and be all fucking mysterious in the first game and not appear at all. <laughs> and then <laughs> Donald and Goofy being the, because they're the two oldest Disney characters ever. And they're so famous that it doesn't matter what region or where they released it or what they did, people are going to know who Donald Duck and Goofy are. It doesn't matter if you're, if you know nothing about Final Fantasy, nothing about Screen X games, nothing about any of that, even if you don't know much about Disney, you're going to know who Donald Duck and Goofy are. Mm -hmm. That's fair, I, but I, do, I still don't I like do it. Agree. Well, <laughs> it, it makes sense because, like, you know, the very first game they want to try to appeal to people to play, right? So... Mm. Um, if they were going to introduce Disney characters, who do you think of? Mickey, Donald, yeah. Goofy, right? So it makes sense to pair those guys with uh, another protagonist, uh, Sora, right? So right. I, I think which, it just appealed to a lot of people. Yeah, which, you know, up until they start getting batshit with it, Sora in the first game is very much, I feel anyway, the way for the player, it, not quite self-insert, but it's definitely the most easy to project onto because in Kingdom Hearts 1, sure, he has character development, but, like, it's it's not crazy, but it's not meant to be, and then they go wild with it in later games, but I have a theory about that. <laughs> and, and it also actually plays into it, the idea of Donald and Goofy um, then continuing to be your companions and it feeling weird as it goes through, especially mm. with the more modern games. And further... Emblems. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna kind of very quickly. My current theory is, Kingdom Hearts one and two exist and they're and as games. Uh, more more specifically, Kingdom Hearts one. And I feel like Kingdom Hearts one. And I have no basis for this, but I feel like Kingdom Hearts one did better than they expected. <laughs> and when it came to making more games, and they made Kingdom Hearts two, and they made the other some of the other games, they started digging themselves a hole. Because they opened up all these plot lines in Kingdom Hearts 1 and all this stuff that went unanswered that they didn't know how to answer. And then they tried to answer it in Kingdom Hearts 2 and they opened even more plot holes and they opened even more retcons. Mm -hmm. And they kept digging themselves in this hole where they didn't know how to fix it. And that's how you ended up with so many side games and so many branding paths and so many retcons is because they just they weren't prepared for what they had brought on themselves and then when they fucked up they tried to fix it and by fixing it they fucked up more and then they just kept struggling to keep their head above water and the idea of like this kind of weird consistency that comes through with these characters that might not be as relevant anymore plays with that because they overstated the importance of donald and goofy in the first game and then when they did it in the second game at that point, it's established. You can't not have Donald and Goofy now because they've been right. established as the mm -hmm. companions for the main character. So then they're stuck in that, and if they change that, people will be like, well, why has that changed? Mm -hmm. it, it's like that uh, that dog meme sitting down with the flames. This is fine. <laughs> this is the question of uh, Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> yeah, it... I get, and you're absolutely right um, with them choosing 
Dune ads and Goober as uh, mm-hmm. as, as their as their two Gombus and Gimber <laughs> yeah, as their two characters. <laughs> it makes sense, but like every other sentence in that game is just Tora, Donald, and Goofy. It's like it's a legitimate drinking Sorry, game. Donald, Goofy. It's insane that it's just over and over. It's like yeah, I know who it is. Thanks. <laughs> we got to get the kinky blade. <laughs> <laughs> We're here because our king told us to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we talk about how fucked up it is that in Kingdom Hearts 1, like, when fucking Riku's like, oh, the Keyblade's mine, you're not worthy to wield it, and Donald and Goofy are just like, fuck you, we're with the Keyblade, bro, yeah. and leave? <laughs> yeah. And it's not until later when Sora's about to get his ass kicked that Goofy's like, ah, maybe we should side with the good guy. <laughs> Like, they're full-on, like, fuck you, Sora. We're with the Keyblade now. And nobody... In one of the later games, Goofy dies. Goofy dies to a boulder. Oh, yeah, I thought about that. Goofy kill Goofy. And then have to bring him back later. Yeah, exactly, Josh. Goofy dies. Fucking dead. <laughs> I mean, but like Donald and Goofy only like Sora because he has nice things, and like that's really the the Disney yeah, message so they wanted to hit home. That's <laughs> <laughs> really sad because I really liked Goofy because like Goofy, was, you know how like Goofy's supposed to be like this dumbass and whatever, but yeah. like in the Kingdom Hearts games, he actually gives you advice and is like yeah. Makes sense. So I feel like that's the thing with Goofy that obviously he's supposed to be Goofy, but at the end of the day, his whole character thing is that he's a single dad. <laughs> And that he's supposed to be, like, wise but stupid. (laughs) Although he's clumsy and although he's goofy, he's nice, he's caring, and he's supposed to be wiser than he appears. I procreated. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) One was too many. Listen to me, Sora. Goofy doesn't procreate. Goofy fucks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Goofy gets more action than you. You should listen to me. No. <laughs> Take a seat right here on Goofy's lap. No. Yep. No, no, no. No. Goofy fucks. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, now that we went down that uh, unfortunate uh, rabbit hole, if you know what I mean, uh, let's talk about the atmosphere in Kingdom Hearts 1. And not the, uh, that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Goofy sat in the atmosphere, all right. (laughs) (laughs) About to get fucked by Donald again, not healing me! (laughs) That's my line. (laughs) That's that's why Donald has a staff, so he can just... No, we're not talking about this anymore! Where is this going? (laughs) This right here. Is why we can't have nice things. So atmosphere. <laughs> so we know atmosphere. that uh, <laughs> we know <laughs> that Kingdom Hearts One included a lot of Disney stuff, including a lot of Disney worlds, mm-hmm. and a lot of the- Ben. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best best world is in Kingdom Hearts One and Two. <clears throat> oh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, I know which one. Yeah. I, uh, it's my I didn't know you liked the gummy ship garage that much, Ben. <laughs> uh, I need to go. <laughs> I just need to go. See you later. I'm sorry. Ben must go because people need <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, disclaimer, I despise the gummy ship bullshit. 
Oh, I hate it. The the gummy ship is the worst thing in that game. Like the worst thing they introduced into the series by far. It's not fun. (laughs) I feel like I'm less harsh on it (laughs) because I played Chain of Memories, but um, (laughs) and I'm like nothing can be that. But uh, yeah, it's kind of dog shit. (laughs) It's not. It's It's not goofy shit. Oh, the look on your face was worth that. <laughs> oh, it was so, so worth it. <sighs> somebody, somebody give me a clip of that just so I can save his face like that forever, please. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, so yeah, uh, atmosphere, right? So they gave atmosphere. us different Disney worlds. Uh, and some are better than <clears throat> others. But yeah, for what true. they chose... To be in their first game the design of the worlds themselves we'll get to in just a minute but the choice to have those worlds based on very particular disney characters do you think that they chose well in what they wanted for their first game making sure they left interesting stuff for future games of course but making sure there was enough good there and enough recognizable there to really draw people in kind of like you were talking with donald and goober being uh your main uh helpers uh do you think they did a good job at picking the worlds uh or the Uh, characters and the worlds for it or do you think that there could have been better for the first game honestly for the first game i think they did a fantastic choice Mm -hmm. like the olympus coliseum was really fucking cool like at least for the first game you know how like um you go in and do like a tournament is awesome Mm -hmm. i think i think it's great that was one of my favorite parts um the first game um yeah i just i just think they did a really good job um with picking the ones that they did because they picked probably the more popular uh disney worlds um because we got like peter plant uh for us like as soon as i go live i'm just gonna say something that's just not right <laughs> uh so neverland uh aladdin all that good stuff. I, I think they did such a good job with it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree. I think they did a really good job of so there's a lot of the classic Disney stuff in there. Um you've got well in the first game, you've got um you've got Neverland, you've got um you've got you you've got the Olympus Call scene from Hercules, you've got um Agrabah, you've got a lot of the more mm-hmm. really famous Disney classics. Mm-hmm. But they also threw in a lot of the more well at the time recent disney stuff like my favorite world halloween town yeah i I feel like they threw in stuff as well that i feel like they picked they definitely picked the worlds in the first game based on what they thought would be interesting and while they definitely picked some of them because of the star power there it was clear some of the choices were made because they were like we could make a cool world out of that Mm. Halloween Town being one of those. Um they I mean Wonderland to an extent, because I feel like Alice in Wonderland, while popular, probably wasn't as popular as some of the other ones. Agree. Um and but but that kind of the choices that they made, it was clear it was like, here are the big super famous ones, and here are the ones that we made really cool worlds out because we thought it would be cool. And I think the ones that they chose clearly not because of the star power turned out the best. I feel like the ones that were clearly more creatively driven turned out great. I mean, Agrabah is also great, and that's a Star Power one. But like the but Halloween Time Man, such a, <laughs> it's oh, so I good. Love it. I it's love so it. good. I love Halloween like the Time. atmosphere, just being able to like traverse oh, in that world. It's so awesome. I, I love, love it. it. 
And, you know, that actually brings something to my mind is how hard it must have been to create Kingdom Hearts uh, just based on how many different characters that they had to create for this game, uh, like yeah. to bring to life, I should say. Mm. Um, and not just like with like the, the graphic design and making them move in the right way, but also bringing in the, the proper personalities. Like you have characters mm. from like eight different movies. So they, you have these characters that are already established and you're making them interact with a character that you've created specifically for this game. Trying to create yeah. dialogue for them that matches their personalities. That's a challenge. And they had to do oh, it for so many different things. Kingdom yeah. Hearts could not have been an easy game to make. Oh, mm -hmm. definitely. There's there's so much. There there's so much that goes into that that like even just scratching the surface of and trying to think about like already brings up so many like Jesus like how did they even deal with it? You could like the voice actors you've got so much pressure to make the characters how they were like in the films and the ones that people love. You've got them interacting with each other not only that but how they fit into the world as well because they were making three-dimensional worlds for you to explore based on well-known already established properties mm -hmm. which meant that there was an expectation level that was set for every single one of those worlds every single one there was going to be hundreds of thousands of kids that were going to go into those worlds and be expecting a disney world and oh my god it's just like the movie and especially for the time and it was i think they did a phenomenal job in capturing that especially considering it was the first game it was a proof of concept and for their first time some of that stuff is amazing and it's still some of my favorite stuff in the series it's so good like they did such a good job like i i, I give i give them such a hard time for having such a convoluted story but like yeah. legitimately i'm very impressed with how they brought life to the characters, mm -hmm. the dialogue, yeah. like all that. Cause like, you know, with Disney involved, you gotta make sure that, you know, that oh, shit is, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. You like gotta Disney, make sure you're representing the characters correctly. Disney um, is notoriously like unbelievably brutal with <laughs> yeah, that. <exactly. laughs> um, so they did a really, really, really good job. Um, I don't know how well they did with like the characters with betraying like the uh, Final Fantasy characters because I don't mm. know them too well. Mm. But in terms of the like Disney characters, they did a really good job with like representing their personalities, their dialogue, how they interact with the characters and stuff like that. I think they did such a phenomenal job. Mm. I. You know, we talked about what our favorite games were, and you guys already said what your favorite worlds in Kingdom Hearts 1 specifically was, you know, Halloween Town, of course. For me, as odd as it is, I don't think I have a favorite world. I feel oh, you don't? pretty similar about all of the ones in Kingdom Hearts 1. None of them really stand out to me as this one. None of them do that for me, but I don't necessarily hate any of them either. They're all just, okay. But there's have, one exception to that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one exception. Oh, really? Anything really? with poo in it can fuck oh. right off. I hate Winnie the Pooh, and they put it Whoa. in every game. That, that was a different response than I thought. <laughs> I forgot. I hate the whatever it is. A thousand Acre Woods or whatever. I hate it. I liked it. Oh. Ooh. I hate Atlantica. Fuck that world. Yeah, Atlantica. <laughs> yeah. I, I deliberately avoided talking about Atlantica because I think it's the shortcomings of that 
system and that out of all the worlds, I feel like it was the shortcomings of their translation from movie to game. Um, yeah. Atlantica was the most poorly done. And I yeah. feel like, especially with the notoriety that um, Little Mermaid has, it was... Okay. Very lackluster, I feel, yeah. in comparison to the other worlds that were shown. Like, I felt like they kind of half-assed it, honestly. So, I think the reason I don't dislike Atlantica as much as everybody else, which don't get me wrong, it does suck. But I think the reason I don't dislike it as much is because purely from a... a level design point of view, I suppose, they made it underwater. And that fundamentally changed the way that you did stuff compared to the rest. And yeah. so I felt like it just alone with that would have been harder to create for because mm -hmm. it's going against everything that the game had been up to that point as far as like movement design and everything. So because of that, I don't criticize it as much because I know that they were trying to keep it water themed but they didn't really know how, and so I don't necessarily fault them for that. Now, Kingdom Hearts 2, they had time. Okay? Yeah, they had they time. Have they have no, no, no excuse. excuse. <laughs> but we'll get there! But yeah, every time Pooh is in anything, I hate it so much. I hate those little areas where it's like, hey, you gotta go to this place, but all it is is just a bunch of minigames that you're forced to do. I hate I that. I had so much fun doing those. <laughs> I also didn't grow up with Pooh. So every uh, single okay, time he's there, I'm just like, wow, okay, let's make the whole game slow down to a crawl. Great. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed those little mini games. You know, I'm beginning fun. to realize why Jacob hated Titus as Minion Tiger 2 and 3 so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's just poo PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> and poo that PTSD. could mean a lot of things, Ben. <laughs> but at least we know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Poo yeah, DSD. so that actually Poo brings DSD. me to my... <laughs> oh, no. You've ruined that for me forever now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I... And that brings me to, like, my next thing, and that is that recognizable Disney characters. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the ones that are, like, the masters of their world, so to speak. You know, like Ariel mm -hmm. or Tarzan or, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm talking about the ones that are on the sidelines in in worlds where they seem a little out of place like for example uh you have uh jiminy cricket following you around the whole game mm -hmm. that's random uh well i mean that's his whole thing that's that's his whole thing and pinocchio is he well he introduces himself and gets established as pinocchio's conscience metaphorically but it, but monster is in the game yeah that's true so why is but he with you and not with pinocchio real. Because uh, fuck you, that's why. Yeah, it's 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 not like it's a it's a bad thing necessarily. It's just interesting that there they took those liberties. Yes, there probably is because what you'll find is as well a lot of the characters you see that aren't in their own Disney worlds. You know, like Donald and Goofy and so and so. I know that Jimmy Cricket is an exception to that, but a lot of the ones you see are ones who don't have a necessarily fully established property to make a world out of. Mm -hmm. Um. I understand there's stuff with Goofy, things like Goof Troop and stuff, but more well-known stuff. Um, but I feel like with Jiminy Cricket, and well, with Monstro, at least the only argument I could think of plot-wise is the whole point of it is that 
the worlds are being taken over and destroyed by darkness. Yeah. And that's a big reason why Traverstown exists. Yeah. Um, because it's where everyone's gone. Because ah, fuck, our homes are gone. The only reason I could think is that Monstro is a remnant of the world that Pinocchio was in, and is separate from the world because he's a big ass fucking whale. Now, Whereas the rest of the Pinocchio world was completely destroyed by darkness. Now you actually said the thing that kind of like bridges that with where I was going, and that's mm. that you have these characters that aren't quote-unquote strong enough to create their own worlds around and yet mm -hmm. rather than just leaving them out they found mm -hmm. a place for them anyway yeah and i think that not completely but i think in a way that helped give life to characters that even disney fans may not have known about mm. or cared as much about is, uh yen said because he's kind of like the um, mm. person that guides the character yeah definitely not a anagram of disney <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you know that was wasn't that from like oh god what was it called fantasia something like that yeah. like in the like really old something something disney yeah. something i feel like the idea of the whole wizard character was but i was the wizard specifically called Yen Sid in Fantasia? I believe so. Yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't even know that. I didn't know that the wizard was even named in Fantasia. It's been so long since I've seen it. And so long since it existed, too, because it's old as shit. Yeah, I mean, it's great, though. I will admit, I haven't seen Fantasia, but... but see, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right, though, Brooke, is you, you're talking about a character that doesn't really have enough behind them to create their own world and yet they're given a spot in the game anyway you're exactly right it's a pretty important role too because he's the one who guides them yep mm -hmm. uh throughout the worlds and stuff so um he, he felt a little bit like me he's also the one who like taught mickey <laughs> which mm -hmm. is probably a very ham-fisted metaphor considering his name is an anagram of disney and he's the one who trained and guided mickey to be king but you know mm-hmm I'm drinking so many of these, I'm going to regret it here in about two hours yeah, or so. Yeah, the boss at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 is from Fantasia. It's the big demon dude. Oh, yeah, that's like a and it's the boat Balrog, or whatever. I think it's called. Oh, I didn't even know that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. See, that, that just makes me think that maybe they didn't expect the game to do as well as it did because they didn't expect to be making sequels with a boss that was yeah, already a thing. That's, that's what I... That's what my theory is, is that I don't think they thought it was going to be nearly as successful as it was, and that's how they've ended up in the hole that they're in. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, they were like, so, so if people were like, uh, so why in the first game did this happen? And they were like, oh, because, oh, because of this. And they were like, okay, but what about this? And they were like, ah, oh, well, here's this game where this happens. And they were like, what about this? And they're like, ah, oh, oh, point two. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. then that just kept going And now here we are It's darkness <laughs> and, okay. and speaking of holes Let's oh. talk about The trash can dumpster fire That is Chain of memories Oh I thought we were going to talk about Squall again <laughs> Pushing your I luck man not, I have not played Chain of Memories But okay, Don't yeah, Don't, don't <laughs> just I've Look up a plot seen... synopsis. 
I've seen so um I haven't played it but I make it a, a point to at least watch the cutscenes of the game and stuff and I've seen some of the gameplay and uh yikes <laughs> yeah so it's like it's one of those games where the story is important and it, it's not even a bad story like it's a fine story it's just the yeah, gameplay it's, it's is a garbage important story as well I might add <laughs> yes. have you ever Elias I hate you I <laughs> <laughs> you Elias <laughs> but no, it's like Let's put Magic the Gathering in a 3D hack and slash. <laughs> Why? Why would you do right. that? It's because like they they did a they did a fragmentary passage basically because Chain of Memories basically just sets up Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm -hmm. That's what yep. it does. Yep. And this story-wise, it's super interesting, but man. <laughs> the disappointment oh. in your face. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what they were doing why i don't why? and you know what it's it's so hard for me because like the first hour of the game i didn't mind i thought it was okay but it expects you to do so much and in my opinion it's one of those games where if you are a casual player me you hate it if you are a hardcore i'm going to learn this game and i'm going to beat its ass and you get all the little nuances in the game and you finally figure it all out it's actually really good Nobody has time for that. Yep. Nope. And that's <laughs> honestly, that's the problem with Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy VIII for a minute, okay? Look, oh, he's here's the problem with Final Fantasy VIII and why people don't like it. It's the exact same issue that Chain of Memories has and that the combat is designed in such a way that if you understand it, the game is too easy, and if you don't, the game is too hard. And Chain of Memories does the exact same thing. Squeenix, stop it. Okay, feel better. As we're saying. All right. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, uh, Chain of Memories. So the only reason that I've actually beaten Chain of Memories is because I technically played it with a friend. I didn't own the game. A friend of mine owned the game, and it was a case of he was like, "Dude, you play? We play Kingdom Hearts One." I was like, "Yeah, we play Kingdom Hearts One." He's like, "Dude, there's this other Kingdom Hearts game," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, look, it's totally awesome." And then I played it. and was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally awesome. And he's like, the story's so good. And he starts like explaining the beginning of the story. I'm like, well, that is pretty cool. And whenever I got stuck on it, I'd just be like, just fucking take it back. <laughs> anymore. I don't give it. And then he beat the bat I was stuck on. I start playing it again. And I'd be like, oh, okay, just take it back. <laughs> so I got through that game because I had someone who was good at the game <laughs> to get me through it. And. Oh my god. Story's yeah. good. Yeah, the play, story's go good. Play it. Watch. Watch the story summary because the story summary is important. Because Barry. it sets up like so much of Kingdom Hearts. If you go into Kingdom Hearts 2 without knowing anything from Chain of Memories, and I would even argue without knowing anything from 350 over two days. Uh, no, it's no. important. To a certain degree. It's, the way the games like, are designed, you're meant to play two before you experience yeah, three yeah, five eight over two. Because three five eight over two came out second, um, but you can play it for I here. You know what I would say? I would say at the time, that's how it should have been played. If you're someone who's looking to play the whole series now, I would say play it three five eight over two first because it just makes it easier on you. 
<laughs> I'm trying to decipher things later. I respectfully disagree because it ruins a lot of the surprises in two. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Because of the True. way the games are designed. Mm -hmm. 358 over 2 is meant to be played after to kind of fill in the backstory. If you already know My, the backstory, then all these cool whoa yeah. moments are just yeah, it's all I come is It depends entirely why you want to play those games now. If you want to experience the story, agreed. If you want to catch up on the story because you want to play 3 and you played 1 and 2 and you don't give a fuck, then I, and you're trying to refresh your memory, then I'd say 358 over 2 first. Because I feel like I feel like doing it in that order, at least if you're just trying to catch up and don't care about spoilers, makes it easier to process the timeline of things. That's a very niche audience, though. The people that are like, hey, I don't really care about yeah, the plot, but, but I want to replay audience. all the games. <laughs> yeah, well, Ben, sorry, okay? We can't all be in the 1% like you, okay? <laughs> sorry. God. Look, back to shitting on Chain of Memories. Right, so, yeah, so here's my thought about Chain of Memories. The plot is so ridiculously crucial. Mm -hmm. And it's a Game Boy Advance game. The game yeah. is a direct sequel to Kingdom Hearts 1. It is yep. a direct continuation of the story. For all intents and purposes, story-wise, it might as well be Kingdom Hearts 2. Because it is a direct Honestly, sequel. Yeah. So why is it a shitty spin-off game that was for the Game Boy Advance? Here's my thought. I think it was meant to be a spinoff. Oh, I think that when they were trying to come up with how to make it work, I think they were trying to come up with a spinoff and something happened. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened, but they ended up needing to make it main series. And that's why the plot is so important. Either that or whoever was in charge of the story for Kingdom Hearts 2 accidentally looked at the wrong game when they were writing the plot. I don't know which of those two is correct. Feel like it might be a little both. So have we, have we even explained like the battle mechanics of that game? Like the whole <sighs> the whole thing that's supposed to be cool and exciting. <laughs> By all means, Brooke. I have played it. You guys uh, go ahead. Ben, ben I tell you what, Ben. <laughs> this one's all on you. I am gonna go take a piss. Um. So uh, there's cards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know we, much about it. <laughs> so because the combat system wasn't complicated enough with having a mix of hack and slash and JRPG, they were like, super cards in. <laughs> let's, play, let's play with cards. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and, you, know I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read something. Let me just... Oh, yes. <clears throat> the combat in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories uses a card-based battle system executed in real time. The player can jump and maneuver around the battle screen as they would on the field map, but all physical attacks, magic, and items and summonings are activated by playing cards. Cards are ranked from 0 to 9 and are used for making attack combos or breaking enemy cards, with the exception of 0-ranked cards, which are more expensive in the game's terms of card points compared to other cards of the same type and have other ranks. More CP are required to place higher ranked cards in the player deck. Card points, increased through leveling up, limit the number of cards that the player can use in their deck. Cards with a rank 0 can break any opposing card or combo if played after the opposing card or combo. 
but they can be broken by any card or combo. As well as, if this sounds complicated and bullshit, it's because it is. <laughs> it's because it's stupid. <laughs> and it's not fun. <laughs> well, at least I didn't think it was fun. Wow, they make it sound way cooler than it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't experience it. Yay. <laughs> it's not from what I can remember, because it's been a long time and it was very like handy offy that I played the game. Um I didn't enjoy it and I just wanted the story. And it was mm -hmm. like it was confusing. It was difficult to learn. And just just now. Why did they make a card game? <laughs> Why did they I have no card? idea. They're like, look, we need to do something different and cool and like bring people in and let's just throw some cards in there. Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, man. also Moogles. Oh, yeah. Moogles are in there, aren't they? Yeah, the Moogles are the shops. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's crazy. I but forgot you know, about that. You know, fuck Moogles. <laughs> What, what's wrong with Fuck Moogles? Them. Come back oh. to me when you've done the Beast Tribe and of the Moogles and Heavens or Brook. Come back to oh, me then. Sorry, I am but a plan. Moogles, they're 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 evil. They're little furry bastards, and I'm gonna strangle them with their own palms. Wow, it's like you stole it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna swing a Moogle by its palm and beat you straw to death with it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's where I stand. <laughs> this is my hell and I will die on it. <laughs> I will die on it swinging Moogles like nunchucks. Oh my god. What do they do to you? <laughs> I feel like I'm something important. <laughs> oh my god. To be swinging moogles like nunchucks by their palms. Yeah, I, I did, and I have so many questions. <laughs> the first I one is, what I the hell that. happened? I was just talking about how moogles suck. Oh, yeah, I mean, and the, yeah. there were the shops because they're the shops in Kingdom Memory. Oh. Well, the shops in like all the Kingdom Hearts games, but I was just talking about moogles and they suck. But you know, why though? Yeah, I did. I oh, said. You did? I said, do the Heavensward Crafting Beast Tribe and then come back to me because it sucks. And I that's hate it, it. and that's it's tedious and it's boring. And, and also, just fuck Moogles. What? Fuck Moogles. <laughs> I said it. Moogles are adorable, but they are uh, they're terrible. Oh yeah, they're cute. They can be cute. Doesn't mean that they're not evil little bastards. <laughs> wow. Well, you have a massive hate boner for Donald Duck, so don't... <laughs> Uh... <laughs> you you hate Donald Duck with a burning passion. So... Donald Duck does not heal you. He will just stand there and look at you. You know what? The Moogles will probably help you out, man. They at least look. You know what? Good King Mogglemog disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I need to go use the bathroom again just to see what happens. <laughs> you go away, come back. It's like no, we were never to you talking. <laughs> <laughs> go on another rant <laughs> look the, the long and short of it is Chain of Memory sucks but the story is really good yeah. watch the cutscenes man I agree That's I agree really with that good. watch the cutscenes man watch the cutscenes uh, speaking of uh, 
I was trying to think of a good segue there, and I've got a whole lot of nothing. My ass is on fire. I just really wanted everybody to know that. Damn. Like, okay. like you know I just I'm went to take do? a piss, and then now it's just like, just ah, I can't it even burns. sit down right. Like, so <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying next would be Kingdom Hearts two, but before we go to Kingdom Hearts two, what I want to say about Chain of Memories is Chain of Memories, your story might be great, but I blame you entirely. And I blame you entirely for the rabbit hole that Kingdom Hearts then went down. Because if you hadn't done all your fucky shit with memories and nominee being Kyrie's nobody and the idea that fucking they can't remember anything from Chain of Memories because as they worked their way through Castle Oblivion, they were losing their memories and the only way to get them back was to forget everything from Chain of Memories and they had to forget who nominee was. And... I blame you. It's your fault, Jane of Memories. Oh. It's your fault. <laughs> okay. You, you, you never well, said yeah, who you were blaming, so I thought you were talking to me this entire time. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do, Ben? <laughs> you won't even write. You can play through the Kingdom Hearts series, and if you not play Chain of Memories, and you get to Kingdom Hearts 3, and Riku's having his fucking soul-bonding moments with Replica, you don't even know who Replica Riku originally is if you've not played Chain of Memories. I mean, people could play it all, but not, like, understand well, anything still. Well, <laughs> I mean, true, but the fact that if you haven't even watched the cutscenes or played Chain of Memories, you don't have any of that context, and there's such important things later down the line, like, and you didn't even know Chain of Memories was properly a thing, you would be like, why the fuck is there two Rikus? Why can't they remember anything? Who the fuck is this blonde bitch? I mean, that's pretty much me. <laughs> and... And then you play Kingdom Hearts 2, and so much of that is important, and you're like, well, thanks for telling me, game. <laughs> you yeah. would know nothing about any, like, when, like, the Xion reveal would mean nothing, because you don't know who Nominee is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Kingdom Hearts 2. Well, before we get into the great game that Kingdom Hearts 2 is, um, people yeah. are asking about Coded and or recoded um i just want to go coded. ahead and say uh we're not going to be talking about coded because there's nothing to talk about because the game is yeah, a nothing. pointless waste of space the only thing that matters in that game in any way shape or form is the secret ending and that yeah. shit is dumb that game coded exists to give context to things they shouldn't have had to give context to yep Yep, it dumb. literally exists to be like, hey, Sora, you have loads of fucked up soul shit, heart shit going on. <laughs> Fucking fix it, bro. And Mickey Mouse is like, huh? Well, better tell him to fix it. And then sends a letter off to them at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. And then it's like, hey, there's a secret ending as well. It's super important to later. But you have to play the whole terrible game to do it. I actually don't know. <laughs> That's not fair. I don't know if Coded is terrible. Here, let me, let me tell you the plot of Coded, all right? We put you in a computer. There's something wrong with you. Wow, maybe you shouldn't have fucking put me in a computer then. Credits. There you go. That's the whole game. Don't worry about it. Don't fact check that. Just move on with your life. That's what well, happens. Well, actually, the thing that makes this so much worse is that the game, the plot, not only is it pointless because it gets the story of the entire series nowhere, but it's so needlessly complicated. Like... Jimmy Cricket, oh, I've got my book. I've been writing all my stories down. Look at all the stuff you've done. Wait, you didn't do that. Somebody's talking to me through my book. Let's make a fucking computer simulation out of it, says Mickey fucking Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, hey, right, we have a computer simulation. It's 
Ugged out. Hey, Sora, in you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the solution to fixing this book? Let's let's Tron it. Let, let's just fucking Tron. Let's just go. Yeah. And you know what's funny? They then put Tron in a different Kingdom Hearts game, and it's better than Conan. Yup. Yes. <sighs> oh, so there is actually something I completely forgot to do. Uh, hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1. So we have a rating system that oh, we yeah. do on oh, games as we go through them. And you can pick one of four tiers. You can have okay. it be essential, which means you think that if someone is going to play this series, they absolutely have to play it. Uh, you can go recommended, which means if you miss it, it's not the end of the world, but you really, really should play it. You have optional, which is... Eh, I mean, it's you can, but you don't need to. And then the last one is... <laughs> no. Which uh, is uh, pretty, pretty self-explanatory. I have a request. Mm. Uh, can I ask for this episode for Haha <laughs> No to be specially amended? <laughs> what do you mean, Ben? Can I have it be specially amended to Haha <laughs> Watch the cutscenes? <laughs> <laughs> because because there's several games where I'm like, don't bother playing them. It's not worth it. Just watch the cutscenes. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just for you, Ben. Just this once. Yes. But before we talk about, obviously, yeah. what that's for, Chain Memories, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, yeah. And we'll start with you, Brooke. What do you think Kingdom Hearts 1 falls as? I say it's essential. Because it's the beginning of, like, the story and, like, you know, how Sora goes out on his journey and it kind of explains everything and, the you know, the character settings and everything like that. So I think it's essential. Um, I, I think it's good. <laughs> I would recommend it. Ben? Yeah, agreed. Kingdom Hearts 1 is essential. It's where the series starts. It's where the story starts. It's where the game got its roots. It's a perfect proof of concept, and it works exactly as it was meant to as the first game in the series. Um, it's one of the best in the series, um, especially for what it was and what it is. Yep. Um, it's goofy. It's stupid. It's great. It's 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 a good game. Definitely essential. Uh, and also... Never get to no. the chain when, of memories. When you, said, when you said it's goofy, I swear to God, Audrey, yeah. say it's Donald. It's goofy. Yeah. It's Donald. It's Sora. Uh, so, so, yeah, I also agree. I think that it is essential. I think that even today, it is still a good game. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a lot of cool, varied environments, cool, interesting characters, and I think it does a really good job at being the game it set out to be. Mm -hmm. Chain yeah. of memories, Agreed. however. Uh, Skip no. it. Just watch the cutscenes. Yeah. Just yeah. the cutscenes. Yeah. Skip it. Yeah. Watch the cutscenes. Never. If I find out that anybody that listens to this podcast or watches this game went out after this podcast and played Chain of Memories, I will hunt you down. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I will actively hunt you. Listen, listen to me. Don't play the game. Watch the, don't give them the satisfaction. Watch the cutscenes. All right, so I've just added Chain of Memories to our stream schedule. <laughs> Out of pure spite. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're lending me the money for the flight. <laughs> oh, that's, that's next level masochism right there. <laughs> oh, fly over here and punish me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he did, Brooke. And yes, you yeah. have every right to come with me to punish him. <laughs> yes. 
Wow. <laughs> Just See cut those? to me and Brooke outside Jacob's door cracking our knuckles. <laughs> hey, hey, Jacob, let's ah. take you to medieval times. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got some delicious chicken for you to I try. Delicious. It's a chicken. So, it's for crazy. those of you that don't know... <laughs> I went to medieval times and I got some really bad food poisoning and Brooke did too and, yep. and it fucking sucked, okay? The was chicken like, was rancid. It was the day before uh, Versus Expo, so yep. that was fun. Yay. Yep. I, got to spend I that night the on the toilet <laughs> thrown up in the sink and having to call maintenance to come unclog the sink. That was fun. I didn't realize that medieval times was so method in how they prepared their <laughs> food. <laughs> They're out to murder you, man. <laughs> I, uh, they actually, the reason that this happened is when they brought me the menu, uh, there was a, a low calorie option that's supposed to help with your diet. Uh, so I went with that one. I didn't know that it just meant that it was going to make you shit everything you've ever <laughs> eaten. It's a low calorie diet? I just got whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want no, this dragon. No, I want this, like, no, dragon, no, dragon, no. dragon swords. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> I love the idea of, like, the, like just being at this table and Jacob's like, hmm. I'm really trying to watch what I'm eating at the moment. I'm going to look up what those calories and Brooke's just standing there like in full cosplay with a sword going, Give me dragon meat! You know, like, uh, Tyler, Tyler bought me this, like, uh, this glowing sword. Oh I was waving it around. God, like, Jacob can that. even fucking say, I was waving it around and I was so into it, dude. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. You didn't give a shit. You... No, I was yes. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> did after the chicken, though. <laughs> oh, Ben, why are you mean to me? Oh, it's my job. Yeah, yeah, that's it is in it your job awful. description. It was. It's it was absolutely awful. It's like, yeah, the next day, uh, I, I think that uh, Josh and Tyler had kept some stuff in my room so they didn't have to like cart stuff back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they were like, hey. Uh, can you, uh, you know, we had that stuff in the room and I'm, and I was dead at that point. I was in bed. I yeah. had shit my brains out and I have, mm -hmm. I had thrown up all the contents of my stomach. I don't know how they got in, but they got in somehow and I'm just laying there in bed. Ugh. I remember that too. <laughs> it was so bad. It was the worst, Jacob, because like my room wasn't even available to like go in. Oh. I had to go to the staff room when oh. we transferred, and, and everyone's coming in. They're like, "Oh my God, Brooke, hi!" I'm like completely just dead. Oh. Me, please. <laughs> it was very fortunate for me because I had a lot of people rooming with me, but I showed up a day early so I could help with some stuff, and uh, and so I had the hotel room to myself that night. So I was just sprawled all over the bed, just. <laughs> if there had been other people there it would have been a nightmare oh my god oh. the whole thing memories and, Yay. Oh, yeah. honestly, and honestly all of that accurately describes what it's like to play chain of memories yes. <laughs> that's the segue we like here <laughs> no I, I swear to you every time i go to a con i get food poisoning every single time Seriously? yeah i went to pack south back in january before the world fell apart and I got sick off of something. And like I like when the the Uber had pulled up to the hotel, I like fell out of the vehicle and threw up all over the parking lot uh, of the hotel. Oh, no. It was so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> Every time I go somewhere, just ugh, it was awful. 
dude, and then of course awful. you know i was that's laying scary. in it so i had to throw away my clothes so it was oh no dude yeah because i wasn't laundering that no way nope i think you're i think you're just cursed jacob i am i am <laughs> my favorite thing in the world food actively tries to oh, kill me dude, everywhere i go <sighs> Sushi just yep. tapped you. Uh, yep. Oh. Uh, there's actually a sushi place open it up in my town soon, and I'm excited. And if it sucks, Ooh. I'm gonna cry. Oh, I can't oh, wait for sushi. <laughs> ben, you know that one time you had sushi when we were in Canada, and mm. I just I want to go to that exact place oh, again. I know. We need I'll to come go this back. time. Yes. yes. Come over to Toronto and go to that place because so uh, mango. So mm. good. Oh, mm. <laughs> all right uh so thanks for coming to the food oh. podcast yeah i know uh, where we talk about delicious food and throwing <laughs> up and shitting we needed to comfort chat about food for at least 10 minutes to get over it so we could talk about kingdom hearts too this is uh this is the secret agent jacob equivalent of uh of cuddling uh just to keep <laughs> chat feeling better about having to hear about chain of memories yeah. yep. it's okay we're here for you yep we're here for you yep yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, and we too. also talk about shitting our brains out, of course. But yep. I mean, gotta. <laughs> I mean, it's inevitable. Mm. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, <my Man>. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Why are you just flinging yourself everywhere, dude? Like, what's going on? You're supposed you to okay? talk into your mic, not eat it. <laughs> Come on, Ben. <laughs> That's. That's the second podcast in a row that that's happened where my <laughs> desk has shuffled and my mic has gone flying. <laughs> it's a mainstay of, of retroactivity. Ben to just yeet his mic somehow. Just, at some point, the audio listeners are just going to hear the other side of my room for some reason. <laughs> They're not going to know why. <sighs> so. Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. So... Mm. So I'm going to start uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 with not what uh, you would expect, not the plot, not the way the game starts. We'll get to that. But with mm -hmm. gameplay changes, uh, what it did to the original Kingdom Hearts 1 formula that makes it a better game. And what did it do wrong, if anything? I'm trying to remember like what they added for Kingdom Hearts 2. Well, they, honestly. They, added, they added the drive gauge. That was a thing in Kingdom oh, Hearts yeah. 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which is that you transform into your drive form, which is not a time with Disney's cars because that didn't exist yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like team attacks too. Yeah, yeah team that's attacks where, like, were cool. The summons came from as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can bond with your friends. <laughs> oh yeah, friendship. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it expanded a little bit in every direction of of what the game could do and mm -hmm. i feel like more than just the combat i feel like the way that you explore worlds felt more streamlined felt more fluid um mm -hmm. just overall like little tweaks nothing like crazy oh this is the staple of this game no it's just like a lot of little subtle things that added up to a better overall experience okay they definitely took everything from one and made two a lot better absolutely um because between the two i will still say kingdom hearts 2 is better than one by far yeah and then um birth by slaves so um I, I i just think they did everything right in that one honestly i really enjoy it yeah i yeah. i'd like to add that and reading up on this and i took note of this on purpose because i thought it was fucking hilarious um 
and the thing I was reading about Kingdom Hearts 2, it says, and I copy and pasted this from the thing, it says, in response to the criticism of the first game, the gummy ship feature from the first game was reimagined to be, quote, more enjoyable for the player, although it is vastly up for debate whether that was done successfully. So bad. I mean... Like, I, I understand that people enjoy it. That's fine. But, like, for me personally, I thought it was, like, the least interesting thing of the games is yeah, the yeah. gummy ship. Yeah, it's it's just so tedious. It's boring. It's just, like, I just want to get to the other world and, you know, get started, you know? Like, right, yeah. It, I just did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, it's... I think that kind of leads into uh, one of the important things about Kingdom Hearts 2, and that's the new worlds that it added. Uh, the different mm -hmm. characters that they brought in with those new worlds uh, and where we got to see stuff that we weren't exactly expecting. For me, the thing that stands out in that is uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I, I love stuff. that world so like, much. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I think it's great. But a lot of the other stuff we'd seen up to that point were animated movies or shorts from like 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, yeah. and, and now comes along something that was, I, I'm sure you guys know what I mean when I say this, but like a proper movie, quote unquote, you know, like a live action yeah. movie with like actors, like it, it's all filmed and everything. Pirates of the Caribbean mm -hmm. was like that. And now they've taken that and they've somehow put that in to a video game. That is a very different beast compared to taking something that's animated and just moving it over to something that's animated. Because you already have a, a pretty good idea of what you want to do. But when you have these characters that are, quote unquote, real and you need to animate them inside of a video mm -hmm. game, that's a completely different feel. That's a completely different um, mindset that you have to work with on how to do that. And I think they did it really well. But I think so, too. But it's like. It's a little jarring at first because you're not really expecting that. And I think mm -hmm. that's interesting. I think that 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 shock factor of that is like, Wow. What else can they do? Mm -hmm. And that adds to that sense of wonder that you get, especially the first time through the game. It's honestly such a like unique world too, you know, because like as you mentioned, like all of them are like from you know Disney movies and stuff like that. But like this one's like you know a IRL movie and stuff, and so it's really interesting to see them like research it, you know, get the characters right, like the world, like just exploring the world is just really cool to me and. Um, I just, I, I just really like it. It's, it's really well done. I love Jack Sparrow, so it's great. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because it was an addition of a world, and it's opened the door to the idea of it's not necessarily all about the classic idea of a Disney movie. Um, that there can be worlds and levels based mm -hmm. around Disney properties, not necessarily classic Disney films. Um. Which, I mean, for the future of the series, has some very possibly interesting implications, considering that Disney owns basically everything now. Mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts 4 is just going to be the Marvel world and the Simpsons world, and then... <laughs> Star Wars? Star Wars? Dude, they're gonna... In a, in a future Kingdom Hearts game, if there isn't 
a Star Wars world of some description, I will eat my shoes. All of them. <laughs> all, all of the shoes. I am so convinced that it's such a huge cash cow for them that in the next Kingdom Hearts game, if there isn't even some passing level resemblance or character from Star Wars, I'd be incredibly surprised. Yep. And yeah, actually at this point, yeah. Yeah. I, I would be surprised. I want a lightsaber keyblade! Come on! Oh my I mean, god, that would be so cool, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of this stuff from Star Wars that just lends itself. Like, could you imagine having a little R2 unit on your gummy ship, though? Imagine Sora <laughs> being, a, being a Jedi, like, having Jedi powers and just <sighs> fucking, like... That would be so cool. Okay, I'm I'm all yeah. about that. I'm ready. Force choke the final <laughs> boss, let's go. Kingdom, could you... No, again, this is just me blowing, like fucking brainstorming but could you imagine in kingdom hearts 4 if you got world specific abilities and because you were in that world you could use abilities that were based around things in that world midichlorians <laughs> I, think, I think i nearly threw up <laughs> i'm sorry man up. i'm sorry you you opened the door for that i had that to word, i'm sorry that, that word is just <laughs> <laughs> that word <laughs> I mean, Riku would be oh uh, Darth Revan, right? Like, I mean, come on. Riku the Sith, oh my god. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so much potential here, and I want it to happen. Darth Xehanort the Wise. <laughs> oh my god, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I ever tell you the story of Darth Xehanort the Wise? All right, get on it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm down. I want that. Oh. I want that so much. Uh, speaking of really cool worlds, though, uh, there's one in particular, uh, and as much as I wish it was Mulan, no, I do like the Mulan world. Uh, is this, but this gonna be the one I think it is? Is this gonna be Timeless River? Timeless River. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's got to be Timeless River. I mean, it's so baby. unique in the way that it works, and I hadn't seen anything quite like it until Cuphead. Um, yeah, and because that style, that wasn't really the kind of cartoons and animation that I grew up with. Sure, I knew it existed. But it, I never really saw it done that way. And Kingdom Hearts 2 and the Timeless River just... Mm, it, I don't know. There was something about it I just yeah. really, really liked. I do, I do love the Timeless River. Um, even like the, like the crackly, like high, like high frequency boosted audio and everything. Mm -hmm. oh. It was definitely the more unique like, area for sure. Like, it was so cool. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. And getting to see what interesting things they can do with that was just really interesting. Oh, yeah. It was I so liked cool. the throwback of seeing the characters in their old designs as well. Mm. Really cleverly done. Yeah. It's like, so, so good. Apart from Pete. I don't know. I don't know why Pete's not in his old design. He's still in his Kingdom Hearts design. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that world, for some reason, everyone else is like their old design and Sora gets, but Pete's just like, I got my belts. <laughs> I'm Kingdom Hearts, bitch. <laughs> now, you'll have to remind me because I don't remember all the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 2, but were there any repeats from Kingdom Hearts oh, 1? Yes, there was a lot. Um, there's, you know, the Olympus, um, Halloween Town, uh, Aladdin. Um, what else? Uh, 100 Acre Woods, Atlantica. <clears throat> yeah, yep. Hall, well, Hollow Bastion. Um, yeah, Hollow Bastion. There was the... Twilight um, Town. Yeah, Agrabah Twilight Town. Pride Rock was new, Port Royal was new. Um, 
Land of Dragons was new. Yeah, the Olympus Cult. Yeah, there's a lot of reoccurring uh, worlds. So, in your guys' opinion, do you think that they adequately improved those old worlds to fit with the improvements overall that they made to Kingdom Hearts 2, or do you think they just kind of copy-pasted? I'm trying to remember, um, because they they made a different world, right? Yeah, I am. I feel like it's now trying to remember the differences because now my brain is melding them together. I'm like, yeah, no, really, like everything's just meshed together, which, you know. Which is perhaps a testament to the fact that they made the worlds feel so connected. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's such a partially because we're terrible with memory, partially, <laughs> partially because maybe they're doing a really good job of making it feel like it was still the same mm. interconnected world that it was before, mm. that it's difficult to discern the two, because you're like, hey, mm. was that Kingdom Hearts 1 or Kingdom Hearts 2? I don't know. It was definitely Halloween Town, though. <laughs> yeah, because they had, like, different objectives, different story and yeah. stuff, so they did make it different enough, um, and they introduced <laughs> some uh, new characters in these worlds as well i believe i could be wrong but i think they did a really good job that's why i still think kingdom hearts 2 is far superior because they really solidified a lot of those things Mm. so and uh yeah yeah. and also tron fucking space (sighs) i love i love tron um and it was so cool and not that this has anything to do with kingdom hearts but tron legacy is so good (laughs) It and it is so good because of Daft Punk changed my mind. <laughs> that I movie mean, would not be half right. the movie it was without Daft Punk. Sorry. My, okay, but I again, random tangent, but the best Tron segment in any game ever is definitely in Central 2. Sorry, 3. <laughs> Central 3. That's, that's the best oh, Tron God. segment in any game ever. Oh, God. I'm trying I mean, to remember whether it was 3 or 4. Uh, but you get uh, Sid that follows you around, and he's hacking into a thing, and he's just like fuck, 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 fuck. It's like my favorite part in anything ever. I will never forget the first time I heard that. It's so stupid. And when you get like, when you're in the simulation and they're trying to turn you into something powerful, and they accidentally turn you into a sex doll. What? Yeah, you're inside a simulation, and they're like trying to get you your strength and power back, and you get turned into a sex doll, and then they're trying to turn you back, and they accidentally turn you into a toilet. Yeah, Saints Row is kind of wild. You're like running around with a machine gun as a toilet, and it's great. It's Mm -hmm. if you right, Brooke. If you ever want to drop kick someone in the nuts with while waving a dildo around while you're a toilet, play Saints the Third. Yeah, All um... right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific niche, but yeah. you know, if you're looking for that experience. All right. Saints Row is incredible purely because of the dubstep gun. It is the greatest innovation oh. in gaming. It is a gun that shoots music. It oh, is... Yeah. It's... it's mm, mm. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, Kingdom Hearts... Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Put Saints Row in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Disney, no. buy them. Oh, buy Saints no. Row and put it in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I don't, I don't... I don't... I don't think I like where that would go, but... <clears throat> anyway, uh, we've I talked a lot a of... I would a and a half. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sorry, your Keyblade's looking a little floppy. Yeah, the Penetrator. And veiny. Penetrator, <laughs> oh my... That's what it's that's called! That's what it's called! The dildo... <laughs> bat dildo it's a giant purple dildo that's a baseball bat and it's called the penetrator and it flops around and it flops around as you swing it 
Dude, we need to play Central 3. <laughs> because it's so good, you'll love it. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. Uh, so we've talked a lot of good about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Uh, two uh, about how good it is. No, just keep going. Just keep okay, going. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try. We talked a lot about Kingdom Hearts Two is great, uh, but there, there's something about Kingdom Hearts Two that I feel we need to talk about that a lot of people, oh. myself included, don't like, and that is the uh, the five hour fucking tutorial. Oh, it yeah, is tutorial. It is absurd, yeah, is and it feels tutorial. so ridiculously out of place. And I don't know why they decided mm. to do that. They just didn't want to hear you, you say when you walked away, please. <sighs> <laughs> Teach me more about this game. They wanted to cover their bases. I'm, I'm, just, I'm done. <laughs> ben, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've hated me for a long time. Like, this isn't new news. I'm used like, to it, whatever, man. Yeah. This is, this is old news. <sighs> anyway, anyways. so tutorial. Yeah, I mean, so the tutorial could have worked if it wasn't so ridiculously drawn out. There's I too much. Even, like five hours worth. Like I, I don't remember. I don't well, know. I kind of like it, any bad parts of the game. I kind of just like it, it's uh, not legitimately five hours. It's more like two and a half, three. Mm. But that's still far still too long, long for a tutorial. Yeah, way too long. Like uh, I really hate games that kind of like hold your hand like that, though. Like yeah, I kind of like, just want to be thrown into it and yeah. just do it, you know. Yeah, and you know, it tries to do this thing where, ooh, mysteries, ooh, what was that thing? Ooh, there's a mysterious I mansion on the outskirts of town. Ooh, but. There's a good chance you've already played Kingdom Hearts 1 when you get mm -hmm. to Kingdom Hearts 2. So it's like, but I want to know what happens with all the characters that I know and love. What is this shit? And just, mm, it, it's always felt like a, a bit of a nasty stain on an otherwise fantastic game. Yeah, I think it's just like a small, small thing in comparison to the whole game. It's just yeah. so good, you know? So Yeah, yeah it kind of sucks that like there's so much tutorial, but I think like, the overall experience was good, so. Yeah, I, I think the I, rest of the game makes up for it, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like as well, like, it was, I feel like maybe it was like a, they, they were being overly cautious with how they did Kingdom Hearts 1 that when it got so big and popular and Kingdom Hearts 2 was so anticipated for its release, may, maybe it was like a caution thing of this is a very unique gameplay style. Yes, we did it in the first one. We've made a lot of tweaks. There's going to be a lot of people new to the series that have never mm. done this kind of thing before, and it's maybe a product of being overly cautious with their player base. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of game companies in general, a lot of game devs do that, especially these days. They're all very cautious to rely on the intelligence of their player base because you end up with things like the guy who reviewed Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Beat couldn't figure out how to double jump, <laughs> and it's like, and, there, yes, yeah. there are idiots, but the vast majority of their player base would have been fine. But I feel like it's probably a risk they don't want to take, yeah. Like, um, what was gonna go with? Uh, they uh, for like newer players, a lot of people will probably just skip the first game, they're like, oh, that doesn't look like fun, I'm gonna play too. So maybe that's why they did such a longer yeah. tutorial for like newer players who are just gonna just play for the gameplay. 
I guess. I don't know. You know know what's funny about that to me is I love the idea of somebody who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts 1 or any other Kingdom Hearts game picking up Kingdom Hearts 2 when it came out and be like, I have no idea what's going on in this game. And asking their friend, hey, you played Kingdom Hearts 1, what's going on in this game? And then being like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't don't know know any of these characters. characters. (laughs) They're like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, they're like, I don't know. And they're like, chain of memories, what's that? Trash. Uh, Don't think about it. And you know that honestly kind of leads into the one thing that I still had written down for Kingdom Hearts two, and that's that this is where it starts to get a little convoluted. Like we're not full on <laughs> convoluted yet. But this is where it starts. Yeah, because like, okay, so look, here's here's the thing. All right, Kingdom Hearts one. If you don't know that there's going to be eleven other fucking games. It's fine. Most of the stuff there you can figure out and you might have a few questions, but for the most part, as a self-contained title, it's not too bad as far as like convolutedness goes. Chain of Memories exists. So then Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, well, the point of Chain of Memories was to set up Kingdom Hearts 2. So (laughs) Chain of Memories deliberately has a lot of things that go unanswered because it was like, you better play Kingdom Hearts 2 to find out. And then they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) really answer all that stuff for instance here's the thing like if you haven't played chain of memories and you play kingdom hearts 2 and you're introduced to the organization 13 and you're told that they have 13 members you don't meet all 13 members of organization 13 because Mm. some of them aren't in that game some of them are in chain of memories yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like shouldn't there be more of you they're like don't worry about it don't worry about it you didn't play this game you're bad man yeah, and they're gonna do that all through the series. Oh, you didn't play this one thing that came out for a particular cell phone? You buy it. Did you not have Verizon well, as your cell phone let's carrier? Start with the fact that you don't even play as the main character of the first game in Kingdom Hearts Two properly to start with. Yeah, that's the problem though. Mm-hmm. Is like I don't think the tutorial would have been nearly as bad if you played it with characters you recognized. But it felt like such a disconnect from the first game because it's like yeah. you had all this build up from Chain of Memories and now what even is happening? Who yeah. are these who people? The, Why should I care? People? Who are these people? Why should I care? And you Why do- is I I want to know how many people sat there and were like Roxas. Roxas. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> fuck? What a bullshit! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. Oh, uh, I don't. The, the, this is one of the things of like when you're someone who's played the Kingdom Hearts games or knows the story and you know about the story of to uh, like a uh, fucking number of days. <laughs> Three, five, eight, like, over two. 358 I keep wanting to say 258 over 2 I don't know why I am um, 358 over 2 days is like there's I get why and I understand why they did the, the way they did but it doesn't make it any less infuriating mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're dropped in and it's like hey you're playing as Roxas you love Roxas right and you're like who <laughs> what yeah. Why? And then they're like, here, tutorial. Oh, by the way, go wake up Sora. And he's like, Sora's asleep. And you're like, yeah, Sora's asleep. <laughs> and you know, and you're like, no, why is he asleep? He's like, oh, well, he doesn't remember anything from the last game. What last game? The first game? No, the game you didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one between one and two? 
You know that Obviously. number? <laughs> and you're like, the one between one and two? And you're like, well, what happened then? It's like, they don't know either. <laughs> no, no. And you're like, and all you've got is a note that says, hey, fucking remember to thank Namine. And you're like, who the fuck is Namine? And you're like, mm, reaching the memories. It's a whole thing. It's a whole and thing. it's like, why won't you tell me any of these things, game? And it's like, it was your problem, but let me tell you something else. They're important, so pay attention. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are both on PS2. So it's like, well, where's Chain of Memories? It's on Game Boy Advance. It's like, what? Why? It's not even the same company that makes the consoles. You went from a Sony console to a Nintendo console and back to a Sony console. Why? And they're like, Just fine, why? we'll put it on PS2. <sighs> Port, <laughs> shitty port, Ugh, whatever. Whatever. But then, <laughs> but then you start to get into the, the whole mess of the idea of nobodies. Which, by the way, can we briefly talk about the fact that, okay, so the thing that has had its heart removed is called a nobody, and the thing without a body that's just a heart it's called a heartless. Who the fuck made that decision? <laughs> Who the fuck got that the wrong way? Who was like, okay, so this thing has had their heart removed because darkness. The heart will be called the heartless and the body will be called a nobody, even though it sh logically should be the other way around. Who's who? Poost. Poost <laughs> thought that was okay. And then... Oh, but when you kill them both and put them back together, they're called a somebody. Ha ha. Fuck off. No. Oh, we all no. just don't know what's going on. Look, <laughs> and then why the fuck? Why when you kill Ansem in the first game and then you kill fucking fucking Xanus in the second game, then when it comes back, he doesn't look like Terranort like he should. He looks like old man Xehanort. And then they try and hand wave it and fucking Kingdom Hearts 3 like, oh, it's because of that. And like, no, you fucked up and you don't want to admit it. Because <laughs> I, I think Ben's passionate about this particular subject. What do you guys Look, think? It's where so many of the retcons come around. It's because they establish the thing that annoys me. They establish a system and they establish the rules of the world and then they break those rules with no reasoning and then have to try and fix it later when they're like, oh, but actually this. And it feels, and that's why there's so many things that feel like they've been made up on the spot or they feel rushed or they feel like plot holes because it's like, if you had just stuck to what you had established and then expanded, you wouldn't have this issue, but you just went ham and didn't explain anything. And then when you've had to go back and explain yourself, it sounds like you're bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's... Now, before we move on to 358 over 2, because we do need to touch on it for two important reasons. Well, three important reasons. Uh, we do have to give Kingdom Hearts 2 a proper rating. So. Oh, yeah. We'll start with you, Brooke. What do you think? Probably the same as the first one. It's essential, honestly. Like, again, it just touch ups on, it just uh, explains things from the first game. It touches up on stuff. Um, they make things better from the first. And there's a lot of story stuff as well. So essential. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think yeah. that not only did they do 
as well of a job as they did with Kingdom Hearts 1, which warrants it being essential, of course. Uh, they made a lot of improvements. They made more content, and they made it a better game. Uh, mm. And, of course, plot-wise, it's very, very important. Yeah, uh, very. Very important. Uh, but, yeah, I would also say essential. Mm-hmm. Yep, entirely essential. I mean, it's my favorite of the series. Uh, as much as I love to bash on it, and I like to bash all the stupid shit in it because the writing is something else, it's a great mm-hmm. game. It's essential to the story. It's essential to play. It's a lot of fun. It's better than the first. And, uh, I mean, fucking... Dude, I just... I just love Halloween. (laughs) 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 Halloween Town is best. It's so good. I love it. (laughs) Yep. Now, 358 over 2. So, I will go ahead and start by saying this. As a game, it is wholly unnecessary. As a compilation of cutscenes, it's actually pretty good. Um, so I haven't played the game myself, but I've mm-hmm. watched cutscenes and friendship and sea salt ice cream is what I got from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very important character development for Axel and Roxas. Mm. Especially Roxas, because Roxas is the whole focus of the game. But again, gameplay wise, it's like I don't even I don't remember again, I've not played it, I've only watched someone play it, and I don't really remember much about mm-hmm. Because who gives a shit? <laughs> like the whole reason, if you're playing three five eight for two days, you're playing it because you want the story. Yeah. You're not playing it because you're like, "Whoa, I gotta try out this Kingdom Hearts game." Mm-hmm. It's like you're playing it because you want the rest of Roxas's background story. Yep. So, also Faith, that's mood. Axel is pretty fucking great. I love <laughs> Axel so much. I didn't like him at first, and then he grew on me. Yeah, you're not quickly. really supposed to. I mean, he's a bad guy at first. So that right there is actually one of the things I wanted to talk about and why I even gave 358 over 2 its own spot is that it, quote-unquote, humanizes some of the, quote-unquote, bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something that's interesting because the Organization 13's always been a bit of a weird one mm-hmm. because they're bad guys, but a lot of them aren't bad guys because they're bad it's because they've been fucked over by the bad guy. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And they're being either controlled or manipulated. And the, the Organization 13 is such a weird one because they have literally nothing to do with the first game. <laughs> like, the first game, like, Organization what now? And then Chain of Memories and 2 introduce them properly. And they get given such a huge focus from them point onwards that fucking... Now, you know what's funny? I I know so much about these games, and I still can't properly name them all. Oh, I can't either, though. Because their <laughs> names are fucking stupid, and I only remember... <laughs> even the ones who are, like, important to this story, I'm like, hey. the, one, the one with the pink hair. And people would just be like, oh, yeah. I think, actually, I do think that's... I think that's Marluxia. Marluxia, yeah. I think that's Marluxia. Yeah. I, I know that Zigbar is Brag with the scar... Spoilers. Um, <laughs> fucking Axel is Lee, and because we'll get to the recusant sigil, we'll get to the recusant sigil. I will rant. About, I will rant about that at the appropriate time. But I can't wait. Yeah, my next bathroom break. Stupid fucking names, and and so many of them are so. That's my complaint. I think about 
kind of counterparts to it and the uh, theory over two days. So many of the Organization 13 members go underdeveloped and don't mm. really get much proper development. They get mm. screen time yeah. and they get importance in the plot, but they but don't really get developed as characters. It's so small when you see them in the game, though. It's just a short cutscene. You don't get to see the character really besides yeah. like Axel. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Axel, Roxas, Shion, mm. um, Marluxia kind of. Mar- Marluxia yeah. has, so the thing is, Marluxia plays a bigger role, I found out, in the Union Cross stuff. So the way, way, way prequel stuff. Um, but really, and I mean, Zigbar has a huge role to play as well because Brig mm-hmm. and that. But there's only a couple of them that really matter. <laughs> like, yeah. otherwise they're just, oh yeah, that Organization 13 dude. <laughs> Yeah, that one bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that one bad guy. Or that one used to be bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, so yeah, Marluxia was big in Chain of Memories. Like, that, like they were like... So that's the other thing as well, with the split between 2 and Chain of Memories, and even 358 over 2 days, is like, the they're all split so much amongst those three games that it's like, there's some of them that you aren't even introduced to properly in 2. And... Mm-hmm like aren't even in the game because they're dealing with the stuff that's happening in chain of memories and it it's weird and i i don't understand um that's just oh, just how it is yeah. and are going to get development and king of hearts you you need to cross according yeah. to the world. yeah but let's face it out of the fan base only those that are really dedicated are going to give a shit about union cross yeah it that's a nightmare i'm not going to even yeah, I, I I will I will say the one thing for like the organization is some of their fights are stupid hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. yeah. It's cool that they're all unique though. Oh, they are honestly. Uh, the that doesn't make them fair. But they are unique, and that's cool, and that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, rather than it just being like one main bad guy that you track across whatever uh and then each area has a boss relevant to its area you have an entire group that you're fighting against and it it really gives space for the game to give you varied boss fights and i personally think that's really cool random side note but can we talk about how massa zaynart puts together organization 13 and including himself three of his members are himself yeah, <laughs> and how yeah. that's totally yeah. fucking cheating. <laughs> like, literally, there's dumb. Headmaster's Newport, there's Ansem Seeker of Darkness, who is his nobody, and there's Themnus, who is his heartless. So, dude, that's cheating. <laughs> you can't, you can't just put yourself in three times and be like, oh, there's thirteen of us. I promise. <laughs> And then when they do like the real organization thirteen, there's like fucking time traveling Z- fucking Xehanort, and it's like, boy, <laughs> stop grasping at straws and just find new people, make some friends. Some uh, some serious trust issues right there. <laughs> I mean, well, that's his whole thing. That's what Norting is. That's when he like he puts a little bit of him inside people to control them and manipulate them, mm-hmm. and that's how. <laughs> and 
It's stupid. It's like, bro, why are you forcing people? Why don't you just find the people that want to be on your side? Oh, wait, the only people who want to be on your side is yourself. That's why. That's why you have like five million iterations of yourself on your team. Like, <laughs> it's like playing Pokemon and being like, I'm going to have five Charizards. Hell it's yeah. Like, it's like, Sure, it's badass, but like, come on, mix it up a bit. Find something new. <laughs> Get over it, Ash, in your Pikachu fetish. <laughs> well, that's not where I thought this was going. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, three, three hundred and twenty-seven million two hundred and six thousand five hundred and three days over two seconds. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how long that conversation went. Thank you, man. <laughs> so, Roxas is a good boy. Yeah. So I mentioned okay. that uh, it humanizes some of the bad guys to show you that they're not really bad, but it also has the opposite effect that it shows you who the real bad guys are and just how bad they are. Yeah. It shows writer. you that disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the writer, the true villain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it gets, you could say it gets emotional, uh, which oh, yeah. is always a sign of a good game. In my opinion, it means that, and I dread to say this out loud when we're talking about kingdom hearts, but that shows that it's written well, mm -hmm. uh, even <laughs> though overall, um, <clears throat> stuff, but I think that. As a game, it's wholly unnecessary, but it tells and it tells a good story and it gives depth to characters that very much needed it. And so it's weird for me to say, but while I would say that as a game, it's not necessary at all, I would say it's essential as a plot device. More so even than uh, than Chain of Memories, in my opinion, just because of the depth of character that it gives. Well, yeah, just the yeah. whole storytelling is just really good for that one. Because yeah. um, even though I haven't played the game myself, I would also consider it essential from watching the cutscenes and stuff yeah. because it really gives a new light on characters you haven't really seen or know much about. Um, it's, yeah. yeah it's another big reason why I wanted to change the ha no to the ha yeah, but watch the cutscenes. Mm. Because this is another example of the game itself Gameplay wise, it's nothing to write home about. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But story wise, it adds so much. Um, it gives so much context to things that happen later in the series or later in the timeline, I guess. That it explains a lot, especially Shion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Shion is mm -hmm. so important to the story, and so much of Shion's character development and who Shion is, and you learn like everything about Shion in Divide Over Two Days, yep. um, and their relationship with Roxas and and Axel, um, and their relationship to Sora, <laughs> <laughs> and and you find that's where you find out that Shion is a replica of 
Sora create from the memories of the Namine stole and chain of memories as a failsafe in case Roxas didn't want to join Organization 13 and in case so then they end up manipulating Xion into attacking Roxas because Roxas isn't going along with their plan so they need to take out Roxas so that Sora can never get his memory back so that have been put into Roxas but Xion turns out to be a good guy and then lets herself be absorbed so that Sora can get the memories back from chain of memories but then Roxas is like I don't want to go and be part Mm. Mm. Organization 13 just have a simple fucking plan. He's a child. Kill him. <laughs> Use a gun. <laughs> Use a gun blade. Get Squall. Get Squall. Name him Squall proper. You know what? Let Le- Wreck on it. Make Leon Squall's nobody. <laughs> and... And make it so the squall comes and just shoots Sora in the face. And boom, all the problems are done. Oh my god, Ben's gonna have a heart attack just getting stressed out over here. <laughs> I see smoke coming out of your left ear, Ben. I think you might need to slow down a little Look. bit. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, they're plan. Who let my, how is he master Leonard? <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, Ben, I'm going to need you to repeat after me. Uh, one big <laughs> breath in. And one breath out. Uh, deep breath. Okay. He, like, turns into a... <laughs> 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 kind of a is that? Oh, Ben. Oh, <laughs> Ben better stop, oh. which uh, is uh, BBS, which is Birth by Sleep. So Kingdom Birth Hearts, Birth by Sleep. I mean, we've missed a few, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we're, it's, what, okay, Ben, what did we miss? There isn't Dream Drop Distance? Nope. Oh, no, that's after. That's right? after. I mean, I'm, <laughs> let's have a 10-hour conversation about Kingdom Hearts coded. <laughs> let's not. Let's talk about Birth by Sleep, the yeah, best Kingdom Birth Hearts sleep. game. Yeah. And when we're going to start by talking about the, uh, you know, one of the most important parts of the game, Aqua. So let's talk about Aqua yeah. for a minute. Aqua's best girl. She's like the mom of the group. Like she's, she's just taking care of everyone's shit, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Aqua is best girl. She yeah. really is. Because like, I, I'm just going to say this now. Freaking, what's his fucking face? Tara? Is that Fucking Terrible. idiot. Yeah, fucking he's, moron. Yeah, he's moron. Like legitimately brain dead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I really don't like him. I really he don't like Master him. Erickus. Seriously. I hate Terra so no much. No wonder you got fucking taken over by Xehanort, you dumbass. <laughs> you know, that's how dumb Terra is. De- Terra is so fucking stupid that Master Xehanort, who is known for being a moron with his stupid plans, was able to fucking trick Terra and be like, oh, I'm a good guy. He's literally hunched over and has yellow evil eyes. Seriously. <laughs> he looks evil. <laughs> old evil man, dude. Like, watch out. <laughs> Everything about him screams I'm evil! And he's like, oh, you seem nice. I'm gonna kill the only person that's ever been nice to me. Seriously, though? Yeah, so... Poor Aqua. Tara is like... he. God. 
Hera's like terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, Stupid. Tara makes me feel angry. Ventus yeah. makes me feel sorry for him. As, yes. And because it's so sad. Everything there is just sad. And Aqua makes me feel other emotions, but <laughs> like Aqua's just happy. great. Like, happy. Yes, that one. The one I was thinking of also started with an H, but we're going to go with happy. Because oh. Aqua is Aqua's great because Aqua is like the brains of the group that tries to mm-hmm. make Tara not be an idiot. She fails at it, but I mean, it's an impossible job. She so. tries. You can't help that man. <laughs> you can't even help himself, dude. <laughs> yeah, and that's a third of the game. Him unable to help uh, himself. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Stupid Tara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it would be good to talk about uh, the gameplay changes between uh, one and two to Birth by Sleep, because Birth by Sleep is very different. You play as three different protagonists uh, yeah. throughout the game. Which uh, makes it very unique, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, each one of them have a their own path and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting to see all three of them go on their own separate journey. Because um, I believe you have to play it in a specific order, right? Like you have to play Ventus, Terra, and then Aqua, I believe. Maybe I can't remember that part. I think there's an order you had to play the the roots on. Um, but yeah, they did such a phenomenal job. I really loved loved the bat- like the battle mechanics. Like honestly, my favorite thing was just playing as Aqua and using magic because yeah. I usually usually as a player I usually just go um just with a sword and just like go in, you know, mm. hack and slash same, it. Same, same. But yeah. but with uh, Aqua, I actually really utilized the the magic and stuff, and it was honestly really fun. I, I really did enjoy it. I, I can't remember what they're called, but like as you use particular types of attacks, um, you end up using whatever it is that that thing that triggers that uh, like with Aqua, you know, how you, like, how you have like the spell weaver. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember what those are called, but um, yeah, but those um, they adjust to your play style. Mm-hmm. but it has the opposite effect as well. It incentivizes you to change the way you play just to see what cool shit you can do. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the most incentive any of the other Kingdom Hearts games have had for you to try out different methods of play. Because in the other Kingdom Hearts games, once you kind of know what you want, you play that way. Mm-hmm. But in Birth by Sleep, it's like, I'm going to play this way and see what happens. Okay, now I'm going to play this way and see what happens. And it's just... It keeps the game constantly feeling fresh, and I think that the game benefits immensely from that. That's honestly why I consider it one of the best ones, because it just gives you so much variety, and there's so much, you know, uniqueness to the game as well. Yep. Okay, I, uh, how about that break boss fight? Don't remind me, please. <laughs> it's so fucking hard, that fight. How about that break? Fucking... <laughs> Tournament of Zigbar. <clears throat> I I'm gonna ignore you. So <laughs> new worlds in Birth by Sleep uh, that we hadn't seen yet. Uh, I don't remember which ones were new because it's been a while uh, since I played. But let's see. You played Graveyard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That place. <laughs> that place. That place. Very strongly linked to Union Cross. What? <sighs> Was the land of? De- is that the first game the land of departure appears in? I think it is. Yes. Yes. Because then it gets it's at the 
is it the end of Birth by Sleep it gets turned into Castle Oblivion? Um, I remember what happens. I just don't remember which yeah, game it happens. Yeah, I don't remember in. If that Birth by okay. Sleep or if that's. I think it's Birth by Sleep. I think it's because, at the, the like the end because end. that's at the end because then because Ventus is sleepy. Yeah. What happened was um when he was in that coma, uh, Aqua locked him in the land of departure, um, and it turned into Castle Oblivion. Um, so yeah, so while he sleeps, he is in Castle Oblivion. So Dude, Venice has such a fucking rough time of it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> right, right. You know, I only found this out recently. You know that there's an actual written reason why Venetus looks like Sora. Why? Because strap in. <laughs> uh oh. All right. So when Xehanort took the darkness from Ventus's heart and created Venetus, okay, creates Venetus, and then Ventus gets sent to Destiny Island with his fractured heart, with all the darkness ripped out of it, and because his heart is fractured, baby Sora, unbeknownst to himself, connects his heart to Ventus's and repairs Ventus's heart. And when he repairs Ventus's heart, the bit that he fills is where Ventus's heart had his darkness. And because Sora, Sora's heart repairs Ventus's heart where the darkness was, the darkness that was replaced takes the form of Sora. And it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't retain any of that. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess. It's so dumb. It's literally like, hey, we made Venetus out of Venice. Which, why are their names so similar? Why do you hate Azumira? <laughs> and then throw Venice away. He lands on Destiny Islands. Baby Sora's like, ba 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 ba. And accidentally exactly links like his heart with Ventus. And because he links his heart with Ventus, Venetus, who's made of the darkness from Ventus's heart, is like, I'm gonna look like Sora now! <laughs> <laughs> I just... I just... <laughs> it was meant to be a game about Disney Worlds, man. <laughs> I just... I just I just wanted to hang out with Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> uh was uh was Lol and Shit's uh first appearance in uh Birth by Sleep or Lilo and Stitch if you actually like it for some uh, reason. Uh maybe? I don't fucking know. Probably. Uh, <coughs> I'm not sure actually. Oh yeah, Deep Space. Uh definitely wasn't in two. No, no, I think this is the first appearance Lilo and Stitches in Birth by Sleep. I think. That's interesting. It is good to see new worlds, uh, even though Birth by Sleep is a prequel. Yeah. Kinda complicated. <laughs> well, <but clears throat> it is. It's, it is. It's a prequel. It's set before most of the events of the other Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. The only one that's really before it is Union Cross. Oh yeah, Woodlands right. is new too. The Snow White. Oh, is so, it? Yeah, that oh, was new. I suppose. I suppose with the whole Snow White being because Snow White was in the games, but her world wasn't. Right, she was, yeah, she was one of the princesses of Sharts or whatever. 
Yeah, which I love, again, love how Xehanort just ditches that fucking plan. <laughs> oh, Disney Town. Is that Disney Town? Oh, the minigame place? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know what you can actually get in Disney Town? What? Ice cream. You want some ice cream? <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> that was that was she quite said the death glare. Poor ice cream. Oh. Ice cream. <laughs> so, do you think that Birth by Sleep did a good job at filling plot holes or creating even more plot holes? Even more. Look at Ben. Is that a real question? <laughs> Look, look okay, I had like 10 minutes to write down these questions, and that's what I put down, so that's what you're going to answer, Ben. My God. <laughs> Birth by Sleep caused so many problems. Look, not only does Birth by Sleep have plot holes within its own game, but it then ripples out <laughs> and causes <laughs> problems for the rest of the series because of all of the implications. Especially the end. <laughs> I'm just getting riled up. Oh no. Uh so um <clears throat> yeah, birth by sleep. It's a pretty good game. It's a it's honestly fantastic. It's one of my favorites, but I, I will say it, it does open the floodgates of many more questions. Yeah. <laughs> if if Kingdom Hearts 2 is where it started to get convoluted, Birth by Sleep is where it really hit its stride, so to speak. Really? Yeah. 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 It was salvageable. By the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, you're like, this is salvageable. And then <laughs> Birth by Sleep happens and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh. This is where we're going. Okay. <laughs> It's like, so they were digging a hole and then they kept digging and they hit a point where like the ground got hard and someone threw them a ladder and was like, okay, now's your chance to climb out. And you were looked up, looked them in the eye, took the ladder and started digging with the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were like, no, Imar, no. And he was like, <laughs> I'll like, stop when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Venice was born. <laughs> and that, that still makes more sense than what yeah. actually happened in the game. It's true. Seriously, though. It's true. Oh. No lies. I'm not okay. <laughs> can I, uh, can I get some F's in chat, please, for Ben's sanity? Yes. Please. Oh. You did this to me. You started with Halo, and I'm so passionate about Halo. And then I did research on Dark Souls, and I fell in that rabbit hole. Look, Halo, <laughs> Dark Souls, and Kingdom Hearts. You've given me three series with extensive expanded universes to research, and my mind is falling to pieces. I just, I just, I just picture right, like you and I in the Halo episode, right, and we're just having a good time. And then after the episode's over, I'm like, hey, let's do Dark Souls, and I kick you down a well, right? 
<laughs> and then you've slowly clawed your way like, up and you get to the up. top, right? Like your fingers have just cr- like grabbed the cusp of coming out of that well. And I'm like, Kingdom Hearts, bitch. And then I just like step on your hands. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mean, no. What happens is you kick me down the well and then I slowly start climbing up. I get like seven eighths of the way up and you reach down and you help me and you help me. And as I'm about like nearly out of the well, you lean in and whisper, Yomura sends his regards and throw me back down. (laughs) (laughs) Omewa. It's funny because that sounds like something I would do. Yeah, it does. So, uh, so as convoluted as it is, I have to give birth by sleep a necessary or essential. I can't even remember my own shit. That's how much my brain has been fried by Ben. Yeah. I mean, it's It's definitely essential for two reasons. One, fantastic game to play. And two, if you are a fool (laughs) (laughs) and you care about this game's story, then it's definitely essential because you've got you've got research to do, bitch. So get playing. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely definitely say it's essential 110 percent as much as questions there is towards the end of the game it is essential 110 percent yeah and they totally get answered (laughs) 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 uh so next is dream drop distance and this may be the one i know least about yeah so but either here's the here's the problem (laughs) with dream drop distance okay I, I was writing down questions for this to like keep keep everything on track. Like for for Kingdom Hearts one, I wrote down proof of concept, basic combat, atmosphere, recognizable Disney characters. For Kingdom Hearts two, I wrote down gameplay changes, new worlds, old worlds with improvements, the tutorial starting to get convoluted. Do you know what I wrote down for Dream Drop Distance? Yes. What is happening? That's literally all you I wrote. I didn't write anything else. Just okay. what is happening so about? About Dream Drop Distance, why is Yen said such a prick? <laughs> well. Why all of a sudden, you know, there's so many. So when you start in Kingdom Hearts 1, you get your Keyblade. And you get your Keyblade, and you're like, whoa, it's so fucking cool. And then Riku takes it. Riku's like, oh, there could only be one Keyblade wielder, and it's me, because I'm badass. That's gone. <laughs> that was a lie. Which, I don't blame Riku. He didn't really know what was going on. Yen said, makes up some arbitrary bullshit. Yes, mark of mastery. And although Aqua and Terra have had nowhere near as much of trouble passing the mark of, the mark of mastery, fucking Sora and Riku have got this fucking ball-busting hard trial bullshit. And they're just like, hey, go be Keyblade Wielder. No, you're not good enough to be a Keyblade Wielder. It's not like you've been doing it for the past 15 iterations of this game. It's not like you've been kicking ass and learning how to use Keyblade. No, you're not a Keyblade Master. Fuck you. Go do more. Do more for me. I'm fucking Disney, bitch. <laughs> you work I'm fucking for me. Disney, bitch. I'm fucking Disney, bitch. You work for me. Go shell our properties. Go back to those Disney worlds. Go fix those Disney worlds. <laughs> Bitch, you need you need to wake up fucking Venice. Go wake them up. And then they don't even do a Sleeping Beauty world. Because the power of waking, you know, <clears throat> or was that later? 
my brains for was that Leo? <laughs> the power of waking was that dream drop distance or was that three? I, <laughs> He's losing his mind. I, I am. I'm losing it, man. I'm legitimately forgetting. It's dream drop distance. Okay, yeah, yeah. Power of waking is dream drop distance because and they have a perfect they have a perfect opportunity to be like, oh, power of waking, we can make sleeping beauty world. Haha, <laughs> power of waking and they don't. And they don't, so that's a missed opportunity. And then the the fucking oh he doesn't he tries to wake up Venice and then he does he do, oh no you don't have the power of waking and then Venus shows up and it's like J K he does. They have a whole opportunity to make the Disney worlds actually relevant and actually matter and actually have him learn the power of waking through the Disney worlds and he doesn't. It just happens. It just happens. He's oh I know how to do this now and then. Ventus wakes up and is like, fuck you, Venus. You look too much like Sora for bullshit reasons. I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm awake now. And I look like Roxas. See, I would follow that way better if you were, um, like, narrating the fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just can't stop thinking of, of Yensid just going, I'm Disney, bitch! <laughs> and Mickey Mouse comes in and he's like, You better get out there and make me some goddamn money. <laughs> There's a reason belts are in, huh? This belt will be in your ass if you don't start shelling cars and huh? Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's the rough plot of Dream Drop Distance. Perfect. Disney landlord of your intellectual property, bitch. <laughs> So I guess we have to talk about 0.2 birth by sleep, a fragmentary <laughs> passage. That is a legitimate thing that is Wait, in uh, 2.8 final chapter before prologue. We, uh, before we do, I need, I need, to, I need to run up a dream drop distance a little bit more. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm taking a nap. Because dream drop <laughs> distance introduces properly the idea of the keyblade. You heard me. The keyblade, not the keyblade as in the fucking keyblade. The keyblade is in the Greek letter key. <laughs> fucking stupid. And who'd not just call it the X blade? Call it, or the cross blade. It's called Union Cross now. Call it the cross blade. Don't call it the keyblade because all it does is confuse people. Why do you insist on confusing us? And the whole point is fucking Venetus and Ventus fucking touch tips and then fucking <laughs> accidentally forge the keyblade, the <laughs> key X key not keyblade, and then it shatters. And then they're like, oh, we need the fragments. And then Xehanort's like, oh, well, I need 13 bad boy fragments and fucking seven good boy fragments. And the good boy fragments are going to be the princesses of heart. And then he just decides. It failed once. Well, we'll never try that again. Even though we've changed who the princesses of heart are to match our marketing technique. Mm. And then, fucking, and there's a fine. I'll just make all the Keyblade wielder, like the good guys, part of my plan. And the Keyblade wielders are like, okay. <laughs> if they don't show up to the fight what's gonna happen they can't summon the keyblade without them why are they gathering keyblade wielders and he's like oh if they don't 
stop him, he'll just do the Princess of Heart thing again. It's like, then why isn't he? He's not! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you say you didn't play this one? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, God. I was on a whole fucking hour-long tangent about it. <laughs> Oh, poor Ooh. Ben. Yeah, they call it the real organization 13. They which is the, the stupidest name I've ever 13. heard. Oh, because the last one was fake. You had two of your, three of yourself in the last one, but this one's the fake one. <laughs> fucking... mm. How the fuck did Master Ericus lose to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Master Ericus, bro. How? <laughs> are these people masters? Masters of what? They're not Keyblade masters. Tell me, name one time. Name one time that you see Master Arcus use a fucking Keyblade that's worthwhile. What's he a master of? The fuck is he a master of? Losing. <laughs> master. He's a master of getting killed. Who gets killed by Terra? Who right? gets killed by Terra? <laughs> Like, you couldn't even fucking stop yourself being killed by Terra, who was so easily manipulated. <sighs> you could have been like, hey, bro, I'm not the bad guy here. Don't fight me. Be like, He's like, dude, maybe the super evil dude with the evil orange eyes that's clearly manipulating everybody and is trying to use your best friend as a means to summon a horribly powerful weapon to destroy everything is the bad guy. But no, the guy that's training you that was mean to your friend needs to die. Yes. And you wonder why you got norted. Such a weird, <laughs> such a weird verb to me. Norted. 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 <sighs> oh, you, do you, you good, Ben? Do you, do you, you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. <laughs> I think we're good, Ben. <laughs> Calm but down. Dreams of distance. Ben, that's enough. <laughs> it raises so many problems. <laughs> I'd like to rate Dream Drop Distance. Uh, uh, um, hmm, optional. We haven't even talked about Ansem the Wise. Op optional, but you should watch right. the cutscenes. That's that's okay. what I'm gonna give yeah. Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, Chat, tell me, please tell me, Ansem the Wise, that you know the guy who's he likes fucking research and making friends and lovely and hearts and stuff. Cool. He gets fucking fucked up, and then why? Why does Xehanort's nobody? Sorry, no. Why does this heartless decide to call himself Ansem? Why? Do you know why? Because he really fucking hates us and he wants it to be as confusing as possible. So that when you're like, Ansem, yeah, but the wise one, not the darkness one that's like part of Riku's heart and that's why he kind of looks like him in this game, but then he doesn't in the other and he phases between them. Because he hates us. And he wants us to suffer. Anyway. Um, Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Like passage. Yeah. Passage. Just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dream Drop Distance. Uh, oh, fuck. Don't, don't play it. Just watch the cutscene. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Do watch the cutscenes, but like. 
Only if you hate yourself. <laughs> like, you know, no, I take that. I take that back. I take that back. If you have gotten to the point, listen. If you have gotten to the point where you have all the story up until Dream Drop Distance, if you've gotten to that point, you already hate yourself. <laughs> you already hate yourself, and you're already down the rabbit hole. Don't stop now. Now is the time to dig deeper and hate yourself. Now is the time for supreme hate yourself. We've not even got to Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. It's fine. Yeah, well, before we can get to 3, we have to talk about a fragmentary passage. Yeah. Um, I played that one. <laughs> so all you really need to know about it is they made Aqua's oh. eyes look awesome. Oh. And that's it. That's all you got. I mean, I, it's it's... It's basically bridging between Dream Resistance and um, Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just Aqua in Darkness, Bad Place. And cosplay. Yeah, and she has to fight emo Aqua. Um, The fuck do they call her again? Phantom Aqua, I think. Phantom of the Aqua. (laughs) Phantom of the Aqua. Oh Oh my my god, God, that's amazing. (laughs) That's the Oh yeah, it also acts as a really super convenient way for them to explain how they can get their prequel characters into the modern game because time passes differently in the dark realm. Mm-hmm. Does it does it really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's undressed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does it really? Is it is it just because you know that Terra's gonna be there because he's been norted and Terra Nort is a thing, and you know that Ventus is gonna be there because he's been sleeping and he's just been woken up and and now everything's back there, and because Aqua has no reasonable reason to actually be back there, she's been stuck in the realm of darkness for like fucking years. But you know, time passes differently, so she doesn't look any different. Ha ha, isn't that convenient? <laughs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> right, so Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it, is, it is absolutely gorgeous. It is a an impressive technical achievement as far as graphics yeah. are concerned, which leads to leads me to my first question about the game, and I'm going to direct this at you first, Brooke. Okay. Was it worth the wait? Yes, actually. Um, so I will say if you were waiting for a very long time for the story, um, I would say no. Um, but for the gameplay and the experience itself, it was well worth the wait. I really, 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 really liked the worlds that they did. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the gameplay is fun. The battle system is fun. Uh, the new characters, the new worlds are great. Um, but story, I didn't really like the story, to be honest. And I haven't played the DLC, so I don't know if they explained everything, but... Yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. What about you, Ben? Are you uh are you calm? Can you handle it? Yeah. So here's the thing about Hearts 3. Um I have not personally managed to get my hands on it and play it, which is a shame because I really, really want to. I have watched Brooke play it <clears throat> and I really, really want to play it because it looks fantastic visually. It looks like the gameplay is super fun. And I really want to get into it. Um, and I want to get a chance to actually play through it. Um, I also, I know for a fact that none of us here have played the DLC. And Correct. I know that as far as I'm aware, because I know that I don't, 
don't know any of the story from the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask if chat can be nice and not spoil anything from the DLC of Kingdom Hearts 3. Please. Um, um, because I know that we don't know anything about it. Um, so no DLC spoilers in chat. Let's keep an eye on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I... From a gameplay standpoint, it makes me very excited because as somebody who loves Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, it looks like that would be fantastic. I think that as a video game, 3 is the best. Yes. But as an overall experience, it's not. Yes, I I would agree on that 100%. Again, story was lacking, but gameplay was great. So Yeah, which actually leads to the next question. What did they do right and what did they do wrong? Because I feel like that's important. I might need a minute on that one while I think. So any... I, I'll start by saying I think some of the stuff that it did right was understanding the difference that they had technologically between the stuff they had done up to this point and what they had to work with now. They had so much more power to work with, so much more detail they could add to the game as a whole. And it definitely benefits from that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some of the pacing isn't great. I yeah. think that some of the story choices are kind of dumb. And yes. I know that this is a common complaint, but I really hate that most of the Final Fantasy stuff just isn't there. That was it like, really isn't. yeah, it's like 50% of Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be Final Fantasy. Mm. so many of the games up to this point you've seen so much Final Fantasy stuff and then here it's just practically non-existent and it it feels so gross to me what uh mm-hmm. 14 I mean not 14 uh, what Final Fantasy characters did appear in that one I don't remember in 3? yeah in 3 hmm I don't remember uh, Moogles, Moogles that's it. <laughs> is that literally really? it? just the damn Moogles? of all the things okay Ugh. That's that's really weird considering, like, as you mentioned, like they were apparent in the other games. So why didn't they add them to the new one? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And that that was kind of heartbreaking because there there were so many things teased. And, you know, I, of course, this would be the one thing I focus on with Squall and teasing Renoa, which is his girlfriend in Final Fantasy VIII. Um, mm. That is teased so hard. And then you get nothing. In Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was just the biggest blue ball experience, like, of that year for me. Like, just... (sighs) Makes me angry. Good stuff. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah. I will say another common criticism I hear of Kingdom Hearts 3 is that the game is too easy. Yes, um, so I believe it's crowd mode right like um not the hardest mode because that came with the dlc um but i I chose the hardest difficulty because um i don't think we touched up on this but the kingdom Hearts series in general is pretty difficult on its own um so i decided to like um challenge myself and do proud mode i believe on kingdom hearts 3 before Mm -hmm. the dlc to you know see how it was like and it was really easy i went through it i didn't die at all actually i did really well and i was like this is crowd mode what and people are like no they just like dumbed it down like it's not even that hard so a little bit disappointing in the difficulty of that game and this is pure speculation i have nothing to back this up but i feel like 
the game being too easy and them not putting in any Final Fantasy characters might stem from the same source. And that's that they wanted the game to be more accessible to a new audience, but they did it in the worst way possible. And that's that they took out anything they thought that new people wouldn't understand from mm -hmm. a non plot point. Oh, they might not recognize these characters. So blah, 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 blah. And they maybe didn't play other Kingdom Hearts games, so we need to make it easy for them, blah, blah, blah. But yet the plot is still convoluted, so... I don't know. It it feels kind of off to me. But Yeah, because like they're known for their difficulty and stuff, so like mm -hmm. it didn't feel like a full, completed Kingdom Hearts game, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I just... There was so much cool stuff. Like One thing I will say, uh, combat-wise, those moves you get where you use like Disney... Uh, Disney World rides and shit. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I thought it was. Oh, I hated it. So <laughs> I mean, at it looked first, cool, but... at first, I loved it because it was yeah. super damaging and it looked super cool. And then after like the third time, I was like, "All right, this is dumb." Because um, the mm. first time you use those is against the Titans, right? I think. I and... believe so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it was up really a cool. Um, but after that, I was like, eh. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, it just. There was so many cool concepts that they came up with for three that they implemented that were cool, but. They fell out of place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can say that about a lot of things in that game. Cool, but out of place. Yeah, I, it, I would agree on that. It's like it's a gorgeous game and it is a technical achievement. But. It doesn't quite feel like a Kingdom Hearts game, if that makes sense. No, I agree on that, honestly, because they're missing core elements that make it a Kingdom Hearts game, mm -hmm. and it feels a little bit empty. Um, but yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. It was still fun. Um, I'm still excited to play the DLC whenever, but yeah, it's definitely a lackluster for me, story-wise at least. Taking selfies is stupid. All right, I said it. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know, just like, oh, I gotta find these things in the world, take a selfie or whatever. I'm like, oh, God, please stop with this shit. <laughs> oh. Even Wasn't Wind Waker it? HD did that. Hey, you can take a selfie now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like secret ingredients too? <laughs> uh, I've heard horror stories about Yeah, the lucky emblems. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. There's some ingredients. Fuck up! <clears throat> <laughs> Makes me a little angry. And also, little. the AI in Kingdom Hearts 3 is amazing. I actually got healed, which is something <laughs> I am not familiar with. I've been playing all these Kingdom Hearts games where Donald doesn't fucking heal me because he's a useless healer anyways. Um, so, Kingdom Hearts 3, he actually healed me. It was great. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Why? Good AI? Why? What have you done with Donald? <laughs> Two dittos have replaced your uh, your party members, and uh, they just assumed that your party members knew what they were doing. So they, they're trying no, their best. Jacob, uh, clearly if you pay attention to that, you would realize that it's Donald and Goofy's nobodies because their hearts got split. I bet you there's one out there. There's a theory out there that has it. I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> People will come up with any bullshit to justify the changes in these games. <laughs> the, <sighs> the idea of because the developers did it is not good enough for these people. Yeah, I... Mm, 
Can of worms. It's like, Can of worms. It's, I think that was... I've not... Obviously, not having played it, I can't speak to how they play. But at least visually, when it comes to like the the idea of like the Disney park rides and the worlds and stuff, I feel like it it felt it feels like there was a lot in this game that felt a little too markety. Yeah, felt like yeah. Disney had gotten their hands in it more, um, and it felt like the creative direction was very marketability driven rather mm. than creative driven compared yeah. to previous games i would agree and with that not not too an extreme to the point where it's like awful or anything but it definitely <laughs> feels like for instance a big pushing point for this was oh my god look frozen's in kingdom hearts and oh yeah that was a and thing. that was like yep. a whole thing and like the rides are all very disneyland which is very it mm-hmm. felt very much like yeah. they were a little too on the nose about that kind of stuff when it came to the the ride summons and stuff. That that probably it felt a little disingenuous. Yeah. Compared to how it was before. Yeah, I get that hundred percent. Yeah. So, I think we kind of already said it, but I had it written down, so I just want to say it. Is the plot payoff worth it? And obviously, no. I don't think that as a series closer, like they wanted it to be, I don't think that it, it that the payoff is worth the wait. Now, of course, that's coming from somebody that hasn't played the DLC. I don't know if maybe the DLC helps with that, mm. but without the DLC, I say that no, it was not, the payoff is not worth it. Um, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Now, yeah, that actually... From, hmm? Nope, I was going to say, from what I know, obviously I don't know anything about the DLC either, but from what I know and what I can remember right now of the Kingdom Hearts, put it this way: I haven't even played Dream Drop Distance, and I have a clearly a lot of pent up emotions about that game. <laughs> I've watched Kingdom Hearts three start to finish, and it hasn't even really made that much of an impression on me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it felt, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like. They've done so much crazy shit, and I was like, well, sure, of course this happens. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. I, I think I'll need to give it another visit and also look at what happens in the DLC. Mm. But at least from current memory, it feels like the story from 3 was a bit of a letdown, which I also feel bad because they've obviously had so much hype to live up to. I feel like it's the Half-Life 3 syndrome of yeah. no matter what they made and no matter what they came out with, it was never going to live up to the hype that was, oh my god, it's Kingdom Hearts 3. Right, yeah. But I also still feel like even with expectations curbed, it was still kind of lackluster, which I'm hoping maybe the DLC will fix. Yeah, which speaking of the DLC, you know, I, there's not really a lot we can talk about since we haven't played it, but it makes me wonder where do we go from here as a series um you know it had little hint drops at near the end of kingdom hearts 3 as to what the hell was going on i didn't comprehend any of it because i was tired because i'd played it all like i played it at launch and it was a very long exhausting game so i don't really remember a lot of those fine details but i just wonder 
what the next Kingdom Hearts game is going to be. Is it going to be some kind of weird spinoff? Is it going to be unrelated characters? Is it going to be Kingdom Hearts 4? Like, you know they're not just going to let Kingdom Hearts die. So they're going to do something, but what? Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories 2, now with more cards. Ugh. Except now you have I... to buy packs of cards at the no. store and scan them in. <laughs> oh my god, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Skylanders, don't give them ideas. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah. Skylanders are fine as long as you call them amiibos. <laughs> Look, right? The, the fucking, what was it called? Disney Infinity? Oh, oh, oh no. I'm waiting for a Kingdom Hearts Disney Infinity thing. Yeah, <sighs> there, there's definitely going to be a spinoff first, I think, before yeah. they into a main uh yeah. game i think it'll be a very long time before kingdom hearts 4 is a thing it's like and how long be... they, how long did they take to develop three it, quite a while <sighs> my God, lifespan <sighs> apparently um oh uh since eyes is being mean to me in chat i just want to show you guys something uh, i got a box oh in the mail today and uh and it, it had a little drawing in it uh and i just want you guys to see it uh, if yeah, you're currently listening, you if you're currently <laughs> listening on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Podbean, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Catch a vibe. Get all these exclusive benefits. Yeah. It's such a cute yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, eyes. Aww. Hell yeah, eyes. I sent me some uh, some various Asian foods. Uh, in a box, like a care package, and uh, and that Aww. was that was uh, as soon as I opened it, it was right there, and I was like, Aww. I love it, adorable, love it, feel good, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I Kingdom Hearts is great, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I do love the series. I don't love all the games, but as a whole, I love the series, and I want more. Yeah. I want to see more yeah. stuff. Uh, three mm -hmm. being kind of meh with regards to plot doesn't put me off of the series mm -hmm. or anything. And I want more. I want to see what they can do. But I would prefer that they tie off some threads before they make more. I think I have I have a mixture of I love the series. The story is I'm invested at this point. It's the, you know, the sunken cost fallacy of I've put so much time into this series now that I gotta see where it goes. I also I'm curious to see how they're gonna dig themselves out of so many of these messes. Let's see what they come up with. And I I kinda I wanna see where they take it because I know they've got a lot of potential there because they've made a lot of good games. Um and they know how to make good games. They have a very unique formula. I think I'd like to see them explore the Final Fantasy side more. Yeah. I, I understand that they've kind of... They've started... Well, I say started. They've quite firmly established their own universe, kind of, with the idea of kind of like um, Radiant Gardens and stuff like that and, um, and Castle Oblivion and stuff like that. But... I'd like to see them maybe explore some Final Fantasy world. It might be cool to see, like, I mean, could you imagine a Kingdom Hearts game with Midgar? Yeah, yeah, especially now be... that we have the Seven remake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like that yeah. would be dope. And Seven's yeah. a huge game, and everyone loves Final Fantasy Seven, and it would make sense considering it's so linked to the Final Fantasy series. Mm -hmm. And 
even to this, just like explore that side more. Like, could you imagine a fucking Magitech summon <laughs> in, yeah. in Kingdom cool. Hearts? How dope that would be! Like a Magitech Keyblade. That'd be so. Like, cool. I feel like there's a lot slot materia in your Keyblade. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of potential there that went unexplored, and I hope that the lack of Final Fantasy content in three isn't a precedent for the future. Mm. I hope that they do continue to keep that kind of link to its roots and develop it in that direction. I don't know how difficult that will be licensing-wise. I don't know. I But then again, at the end of the day, it's a Squeenix game using Squeenix properties, so how bad can it be? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can get Disney to agree to stuff, I'm sure that they can get the other studios within Squeenix that work on Final Fantasy games to agree to stuff. Yeah. Hey. Um, for me, I, um, for me with the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, for me, it's not really about the story for me. Cause like, it's already so hard to follow. <laughs> um, so for me, it's more of the worlds, the character interactions, you know, um, um, the gameplay, the battle system. So that's, what's important to me to see the different worlds and see what they do with it. Um, so I'm excited for the next Kingdom Hearts game, but, uh, something that I would like for them to do is kind of sit down and kind of like actually have a solidified story. I don't know. It's just like, it's just, it's so messy at this point. Like, I think they need to like, not scrap it, but like really rework it and like, you know, make it a little bit more coherent. Yeah. I feel like it would be a dangerous game to play. But one of two things they could do, I'd like to see them get everything sorted. I feel like even if it was something like a bit redundant or a little bit not great, some when I say not great, something more like, I don't know, even if it was like literally a, like a book, like a novel or like something, just something that was, even if it was just a big text ball or like a fucking 0.2 fragmentary passage-esque game that just wrapped everything up for that side of things, I would almost, again, dangerous game to play knowing how they've taken this in the past, but like a new set of characters, like Mm. a new, maybe set it way in the future or way in the past or one of the two and just take a new set of characters, take a new villain, take take a new everything and start with a clean slate in the same universe and take the basics of what they've established and work with that rather than trying to run themselves in circles justifying what's happened with the characters already um and just look and also interestingly with combat i just a quick question that i want to throw out there have you both played final fantasy 7 remake yes uh i've only played the beginning of it but, but you at least a little yeah. bit to get a feel of the gameplay Yes. I, as someone who's not played it, how do you think the gameplay compares to something like Kingdom Hearts? How would you compare Kingdom Hearts and FF7R? Because visually, some not all, but some of the gameplay looks like they have similarities. And I think it would be interesting to think about whether or not Final Fantasy remakes in the future go more down a Kingdom Hearts route or perhaps Kingdom Hearts go down more of a Final Fantasy route in the future and see if... Because at least by looking at it, the idea of a Kingdom Hearts game that played more like FF7R would be really interesting, but I can't 
speak to that specifically because I've not had my hands on the game. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, there are similarities to Kingdom Hearts, I would say, honestly. Um, there is one. I... <clears throat> that's interesting, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to think that. about it, too. Yeah. It's just like... Huh... Like I like like the live combat, like the the real time combat scenario with the mixture of magic and items and um having your like melee combat and stuff like real time um, and yeah um... and having that mix is they is something that they both do in different ways and the idea of people were obviously a little disappointed with how Kingdom Hearts three turned out gameplay wise um at least with some aspects. I think it would be interesting if they made a Kingdom Hearts game that was more mechanically geared like FF7R, that was more focused on that kind of instance, but real-time spellcasting combat and stuff like that, or maybe even find a blend of the two that focused more on the kind of combo and magic side of things that Kingdom Hearts does, but bring elements of the Final Fantasy system into it. Like a turn-based system? Not even quite turn-based, but like in the way that because Final Fantasy VII, it, its battles are instanced. They're they're not, but like there's a marked difference between going through the world in combat and out combat. Like you have yeah. like the camera change and stuff, and the, the and like it changes you go from in combat to out combat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be interesting to to tr- maybe have give the Kingdom Hearts game more of an like interconnected feel with even with like bosses and stuff if they did the idea where many bosses were a thing that would happen in that sense of it's a big old boss but the battle is more focused on the battle than being about the exploration and battle hmm one of the things I'm that I think, thinking. yeah, <laughs> one of the things I think is important to note though is that with Final Fantasy 7 R you have the ability to not uh, you can set it to where yeah. the game kind of stops while you make your decision. Right. So yeah, you can do yeah, you can do both. You can choose yeah. to do both, or you can just do real time. You yeah, could just I do. Didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, you have that option. Like it's not just one or the other. You can do both. You can just do one or the other. So yeah. it's just whoever what play yeah. uh, suits you best. Right. Um, now so. giving you yeah. that kind of option in Kingdom Hearts would be interesting. But yeah, I fear I that like... that might make the game too easy, even easier. Yeah. You, that would need a lot of rework. That yeah. would need to be, you would need to change the way that you looked at the game's combat entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because if you had that ability, then it would change the way you looked at combat and it would change the fluidity and the idea of mm. the combo stuff that you have in Kingdom Hearts, yeah. which is quite a big staple of the series. Um, I feel like I don't know. I, I I guess it was just a thought because I noticed similarities between them and was like, yeah. I wonder how that would actually work if you were to try and work that mm-hmm. into a Kingdom Hearts. I, with its with its ties to the Final Fantasy series, it was just something I thought was interesting. Yeah, I just don't know if it'll be perceived well because um, was a turn base is kind of outdated, I guess nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Like so many yeah. so many people do like real time now. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure if they implement something like that that like newer players would be interested or engaged mm-hmm. in it. So, um, it is a really cool concept. I just don't know if it get received well. Yeah. You know, again, it's it's totally out there, but it's just something mm-hmm. that I'm gonna like throw out is the idea of like I like conceptually 
the idea of and maybe in a futures kingdom hearts game having the worlds that you visit now it would be an absolute fucking nightmare to program and they would never do it but i it would be interesting to have different mechanically built like worlds in that sense so each world you visit either had its own moves or combos that you could do or like for instance if you had a midgar world where the combat was more focused like that and was like turn-based rather than real-time and then you went to like a different world and it was more focused on um high combos and how much you could keep your chain going in a row and keep it without dropping your chain and stuff like that and just building the moves and spells and stuff you have based on the world you visit would be a mm-hmm. really interesting concept that would be really impossible to implement <laughs> into a game. and i respect that but it's it's just something i think would be cool yeah yeah, yeah. i one of the things i've always found interesting is the combat in the kingdom hearts games has always had a high skill ceiling like with you know you have like the sephiroth boss boss fights and yeah. uh and that shit's hard uh yes. really really hard uh but i think that's one of the kingdom hearts draws actually is post-game crazy hard boss fights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. secret bosses yeah and yeah which is a big which is a big thing that it draws from grpgs that comes from its grpg roots yeah but it is it is an interesting thought um but yeah it would be very difficult to do especially with the size and the scale of each world but mm-hmm. but yeah i think overall uh just because i kind of forgot to kingdom hearts 3 um i would give it a recommended leaning optional but i give it recommended just so you can see how far the series has come from a technical standpoint but I wouldn't say I it's keep, essential. I keep having the same answers as you, Jacob, but like agreed. Like, it, <laughs> I, yeah. I would recommend it, but it's not essential, um, especially with like how lackluster the story is. Um, but gameplay wise and stuff, it was fun. I, I would recommend it just as you mentioned, just to see how much progress they've made because uh, they definitely, definitely made some huge changes for the better. So I think I agree. Um, I think for me, the only thing that might change that is the DLC. My opinion would mm. be firmly rooted in how I felt the DLC affected the game. Because I feel like for the story, for those invested in the story, I would have to say essential. But for those who are more regular players and aren't completely insane, um, yeah, recommended, uh, bordering on optional, because nothing I've heard about this game... Even the story is really all that pushing it to essential. The only thing, the reason I'd give it essential would be to those people who were already deeply invested into the like ins and outs of the craziness of the story. And even then, that is subject to change with the DLC. Maybe the DLC does fix a lot of things. Um, mm, we'll we'll find out. But at the moment, yeah, recommended. Well, I think that's all the Kingdom Hearts games. Any uh. Any closing thoughts on that? Or are we all brained out from I all mean, that? I think my brain can't process anything. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, it's just like, eh, I fuck can't. <laughs> fuck Zane, or fuck Yen said, fuck Disney. Tara's a dumbass, fuck Donald Tara's Duck, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and of course, we can't forget oh, Mickey okay. with no shirt means yeah, so, Mickey right. has nipples. To close out, nipples. To close out, I want to to wrap up this the craziness of Kingdom Hearts and the commitment that they have to some parts of their story for some reason. I want to wrap up the insanity that are these writers. I want to tell you guys. I'm gonna cut it right there. <laughs> I'm tell you guys a little detail. Um, and another thing. So, 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 in Kingdom Hearts, Mickey doesn't have a shirt on in one of the scenes. In one of the scenes in Kingdom Hearts, he doesn't have a shirt on. Mm -hmm. And in a much, much later game, when they give wider context to that scene, and the scenes leading up to that scene from the first game, Mickey's wearing a full outfit. And the writers specifically, and the people who made this game, specifically put in a scene so that Mickey loses that so that he's shirtless for that scene to maintain the continuity of Mickey Mouse not wearing a shirt in that scene. And it's really stupid, and it just it shows where the writers' priorities lie. Covering <laughs> they nipples. Rather, they would much rather keep the continuity of Mickey Mouse's bare chest than they would give any semblance of a proper explanation to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse's tits are more important than Venice. <laughs> that is what I'm going to cut it on. <laughs> full stop right there. <coughs> oh, Kingdom Hearts! Mickey Mouse's tits are more important than Venice. <laughs> You know, I think in uh, in Birth by Sleep, when you're playing as Terra, um, there's this there's this particular path you can walk down in. I think it's Radiant Garden, and you can actually step on a piece of gum that's already been chewed like massively, and that is more important than Vince. 